1: Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland
0: Center. Your go to spot for grab and go sushi, handmade fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi at Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Foo Wax, the wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean, Late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And Layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl
1: app to... Skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest
0: Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the
1: restaurant in Costa Mesa off 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it, it's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only a hundred calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard Seltzer. There is a saying that You don't stop playing when you grow
0: old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those
1: that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K
0: again iconic.com or on their instagram at iconic life
1: friends and family brothers and sisters welcome to the late night with chalky
0: podcast Lyndon, you're getting really good at that you say that every episode bro just like i say every episode too (laughs) (laughs) this guy and me and you our guests this week is i thought we were gonna say our sponsors We can. It's Sam. I I thought you were
1: going to introduce him first. No, no, I want to do that. I want to do do that? Okay. Yeah. So today, first time ever, we sat down before the interview and had some glorious pot of sushi.
0: Pot of sushi was amazing.
1: Chang Smoker, James Chang, thank you very much. It was fucking delicious. Yes. And we
0: washed it down with some of our uh, Ashland's hard seltzer. Ashland's hard seltzer. Yeah. Gluten-free. Yeah.
1: I mean look at uh, our guest. He's yeah. looking pretty svelte. He's yeah, probably well, Okay, let's get to our guests and we'll, we'll talk about more sponsors later. Okay. Okay. Well, no, no hold on. And for <gasps> our guests, our other sponsors, our buddy Mike Melia oh, makes yeah. our killer trucker hats, trucker hats. We have a guest or we have a gift for our guest, and then also we've got bonsai bowl Cards for free bonsai bowls.
0: Yes. Right?
1: Thank you, you. You like need this. two more because you have a family of
2: four, right? Take as many as
1: you'll give me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get all to right. our guests. All right. I want to get that out of the way. Uh, this is sick. Shit. Our Thank, guests you, is... Thank you,
0: Ashton. Thank you, Pot of Sushi. Thank you. Thank you, Iconic Life. All of our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, all right. This week's guest, former pro surfer, had a great surfing career, Rips. Power. He has, he rips. Power. Power. Uh, uh, yeah, power, power, style, and air, uh, for air. A big guy. Yeah, killing me. And uh, <laughs> but it was his passion for surfing, his great attitude, his hard work ethic that helped him transition from being a powerhouse surfer to a powerhouse sales rep. Whoa. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, right. And we're not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't that powerful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, he works for great brands like AstroDeck, Matson Eyewear, Block Surf Accessories, and Salty Crew. What? How, how's that line up? Salty Crew too? He must have a freaking an, a, an office manager and a sub rep, or maybe he needs a sub rep. Oh, you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, he's uh, regarded, you know, as you know, one of the best surfer reps in the industry. And he's a veteran, and he rips, and he's our friend, and, you know... um, Welcome to the fucking show! Welcome to the fucking show, Casey Knee Brace (laughs) Curtis. Casey uh, Curtis! Do you have any nicknames? I I meant to ask you that. No, never really had much of a nickname. All right. I threw out the knee brace because, I mean, that's... Some of my friends would probably say
2: differently, but nothing ever stuck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, part of your story, and we'll talk about, you know... All the famous shots and, and video segments with the knee braces on. Yeah. Ro- robo. Sir. He was pre-LAR. He was pre-Late <laughs> Night with the
1: videos from, from St. <laughs> Clementine. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: A year or two.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. We're pretty close. Yeah. We're We're young. I'm older, we're young than, I'm older than Jay. I think. Yeah. Casey Curtis. Casey Curtis. I like Casey Knee Brace Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty oh, good. Shit. No. But, um, wow, well, Thank, dude. Yeah.
2: Thanks, for, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. honor. It's pretty special, too. Sushi. Yeah. No, A lot of sushi. Of was good. Yeah. And the ashland, Love dude. the poke bowls. Yeah. Ashland's looking good.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get to it.
2: This is it. So Cal, ah. loco, grew up? Grew up in San Juan, Capistrano. Yeah. And grew up running around in San Clemente. Is and, that where the uh, salmon
1: you're kidding me right <laughs> the salmon flock from the swallows oh the swallows you're yeah. serious
2: <laughs> there, well, was the probably, there was probably there was probably salmon swimming up the creek at one point in time yeah it's known for that. Yeah, good old san juan capistrano love it it's, yeah uh, born and bred uh, actually born in long beach and born in long beach born too in long beach yeah and uh Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Moved to San Juan when I was about six. Wow. And been there pretty much for the most part. My life. Nice. Do you remember much of Long Beach? A uh, little bit, yeah. What, little bit. what part of Long Beach? We grew up right there, gosh, at the 605 and kind of like by like Millican High School. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Knox Street was my the street we lived on, but yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was great. I mean, back then it was a little while ago, so it was, but yeah, only till so six. San Juan, close to the beach, but not like we were considered away from the beach, even but, though like I was like just right up that creek from yeah. from the harbor in Dana Point up about yeah. three miles, but uh, yeah, lived right on a creek and had a great upbringing. Yeah, so a bunch nice. of friends and we just got to play and goof off the whole time. Yeah. as kids growing up how'd you get introduced to surfing uh was boogie boarding a little bit with some of the neighbors and stuff and going to like uh we'd go to San Clemente Pair when when I was younger and then uh parents were divorced and my mom or uh my now uh, stepmom uh, was a full surfer from Long Beach and Huntington so no when her and my dad started dating we started surfing more and it was probably about fourth grade where I was like I got the bug and was she, she's like, Starting I got to surf I gotta make a good impression yeah. on this guy. I'm going to yeah. take the
1: kids yeah. to the beach. Yeah. So, did your dad surf? Or did Yeah, you...
2: he surfed a little bit, but it wasn't until he met my my stepmom. So, yeah. I always call her my second mom because yeah. he's very lucky to have her. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. But she knew she ran around in the same circles with Aaron Pye. And uh, you're kidding. Yeah, Aaron's girlfriend at the time, back way back then, was, was my stepmom's best friend so no way yeah i We're used to go to hss when i was like a grom and mm-hmm. my dad actually lived in the condos right there just north side of the pier those white condos <laughs> nice. so we'd go to hss and get our stuff and aaron would be there and uh gosh it was greg uh greg I can't remember, forgetting his name Gio. geo geo was working there and all those guys and yeah it was pretty fun that's crazy yeah. what a small world see? did you get ridiculed though <laughs> i don't know i was, I was young i was because uh, Those 12. guys were
1: pretty good at grom uh, yeah. abuse back yeah. then. Yeah. What
2: yeah. do you want I wax? Yeah. I didn't care. I was in the surf shop, so I was <laughs> stoked. So yeah. It's nice. pretty funny. So, yes. who um, who was your like
0: crew when you would go down the beach with your stepmom and dad and and who like
2: kids on the neighborhood? Who we was, we were more kind of. I was more like surfing <laughs> around either up in Huntington or or going up north. They were going up to Santa Barbara a lot, so we were kind of doing that. And then I was. By the time I was like in fifth or sixth grade, that's when I was probably surfing as much as I if like, I get to the beach. But yeah. I didn't really like really get like hooked until I was probably like sophomore in high school. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or, or,
1: yeah. So so you moved to San Juan Capistrano six, yep. sixth grade. Your dad started dating. No, six. Us. I was like in first sixth. grade. Yeah. yeah, first. So so how old were you when you first started surfing after boogie
0: boarding?
2: Probably. Probably about fourth grade. Fourth grade? Maybe fifth grade was starting to like yeah. stand up on the boogie board. I think I got my first surfboard when I was in seventh grade. What'd you get? Do I you remember? remember? It was a Herbie Fletcher. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Herbie Fletcher from San Clemente Surf Company, back there where the cat, old catalyst shop is, which is a whole nother story. Twin? That was a thruster. Thruster. It was my first like new board that I got. I think i had had a couple like used boards that my dad had. Crazy exactly. spray and everything, so. like crazy next, spray. Yeah. I, they had like the light blue with the. Remember, it was like had like these stripes, white and red stripes with like light blue. Probably pretty silly, actually. But how, it looked super you cool to you me. Got that board? Fourth grade, so it was probably like. It well, might have been, might have been sixth grade. I think I was like thirteen. Yeah. Twelve or thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Such a big deal, right? Yeah. Like oh, getting yeah. your first first yeah. surfboard. <laughs> And that was a Herbie Fletcher.
2: It was a Herbie Fletcher. Yeah. Was
1: was Herbie shaping him, or was it, was it like a promo? I don't know?
2: There was a, I know he was shaping a lot of longboards, but I don't know if he probably had other guys shaping boards. I don't I don't know. Maybe you did. Yeah,
1: but um. I don't really remember him
0: being a shaper. He, he's always, I
2: mean, he's always. Yeah, I been, him he's, shaping, anything, he's always but. been building stuff and building boards and making yeah, things. I remember him shaping yeah. his own, own boards,
0: but I don't remember seeing him as
2: like selling them. Yeah, anymore, but yeah. Well, that shop down yeah. there off of Pico, that old shop was originally Rick James. Rick of. James? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the salmon coming home. It's, it's, uh, Rick James was a shaper out of San Clemente yeah. and, and a close family friend. I think it went from Mick James to the Herbie Fletcher shop and then turned into St. Clemente Surf Company. And then now that's where, that's the last shop. But that's where I like nice. lost first, started shaping boards, Matt and them. Wow.
0: So, so what other sports. spots would you guys, you said you went up to
2: like Huntington and surf, yeah. Newport,
0: like you're pretty yep. fortunate to have
2: like. I was lucky.
0: Yeah, it to be able to go up and down, down the coast. Lucky. And uh,
2: unfortunately, my, like I said, my parents split up and, uh, when I was young, but my dad was always, you know, we'd see him every weekend or every other weekend, and my mom and him got along for best they could, and, yeah. and it was we were fortunate. Like there was not any real drama that we saw me and my brothers. Nice, but, so but we your dad lived in Huntington. He he ended up moving to Huntington. Okay, and then uh, probably married married the right mom. like not too far after when we moved to from Long Beach to got it yeah, got it. and he married yeah he started sister. dating my stepmom, but they didn't get married and. Until like 10 years later, but she was my stepmom. Yeah.
1: So you said Jesus, you didn't really yeah. get serious into surfing until. As
2: far as like co- competitions or anything like that, yeah. like all through junior high, that's all. I mean, I kind of grew up more as a jock, and I attribute that to where I grew up in San Juan. We just had such a rad crew of kids, young and old. So we just, whatever sport was in season, we just did it. And, you know, yeah. we played baseball, we played soccer, like AYSO and stuff, but we just were always yeah. staying active. Riding bikes and skateboards, and that's yeah. what we did building, ramp, building crappy ramps and all all that stuff. So, so we, we, we take away electronics yeah. and, and social media and all that, you go outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hear that, parents? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I wish I,
0: yeah, I, I hear
3: that.
1: Yeah. So, were you heavily into skateboarding, or was that just like a I, I
2: skateboarded, I surfed. Um, I was more into soccer and, and baseball, and then that turned into soccer and volleyball when I got to high school and uh, was still surfing. Like still super oh, passionate shit. about surfing, and by the time I was in junior high, I was like the big Tom Curran fan. I had like every picture on my wall, like I cut out every th- every picture of Tom Curran and stick yeah. it on the walls. This guy could have been like a linebacker,
0: tight end, or something. Yes. Guy I,
2: I wasn't. I wasn't this uh, round, <laughs> and then I was pretty skinny. But, so
1: uh, growing up, then who who were you looking up to in that area? Because there's a lot, right?
2: When I was younger, I didn't really like. I I knew of, of you know the McNulty's and when I, it was more when I got to high school that I kind of knew like, Oh, you know, Christian Fletcher's here and Archie and, you know, Jim Hogan. And I mean, there was a handful of really good yeah. surfers that came out of there. And, yeah. Uh, a lot. So it was fun. So yeah, once I started, once I got into high school and started surfing and had a friend that had a car that we'd get to the beach consistently, we started, you know, going down to trust. Cause you couldn't we ride a
0: bike from San Juan. No. You had like, to ride.
2: Didn't have an electric bike that went 20 miles an hour. That's yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. so,
1: so, it's kind of funny because, you know, here you are, you're, you're close to the scene, right? Yeah. St. Clemente was, yep. is, was, is still an epicenter for surfing, yep. right? And, you know, when we had magazines, right? Yep. Surfing, surfer, a lot of the fucking pictures were from your area and your peers. Oh, okay. that? Yeah. St.
2: Clemente had an awesome group and it was pretty localized back then which I freaking miss these days but also you know i spent a lot of time at creek and when yep. i got older and there was a rad group down there yeah you know mike kershank mike howard i, I was gonna the say the Phillies. You know, there yeah, was, there, was so amazing, there was there was an amazing talent there's a man you know pat and Vinny, you know yeah. came out of that spot yeah and, uh, and what, I, what i was and saying like, is, we're all close in laguna too you know it's yeah. like now being older it's so close Hat. but seems so far away But it then. was Everybody. you know
1: i'm trying to put myself in your shoes like when you were young, growing up, seeing these guys, right, mm-hmm. and and when you started getting serious about surfing and cutting out pictures in the mag, you said Tom Kern, but then you're like, "Holy shit, that guy lives!" I see that guy. I see out every that day. guy here. Yeah. Oh, that's our spot over here. So yeah. that must have been kind of like funny and surreal at the same time. You know, like, holy it was, shit, uh, well, these guys are good, and they're 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 from my you know neck of the woods, and they're in the magazines."
0: Well, that and just having parents. That are interested or in the sport yeah going to san clemente huntington all these other spots because yeah. most people yeah. in your area would go like doheny the parents that don't know yeah. it's like you, you know
2: that would be the family i'm well, sorry i grew up going down to doheny no, too when, no for sure know, but like, i was even when i first started surfing that was kind of that's one of the, the easier go easier spots yeah. to get to and hogan said the
1: same thing was yeah. like that was that was the spot
2: that and the, the piers were you know honestly doheny and the the pier where i kind of learned how to stand up on for board. sure yeah. i mean what perfect little yeah. you know zone so like learn so when did you start getting into competition surf competition? that happened after i ended up moving went to san clemente high school freshman sophomore year uh mom decided to move up to santa barbara which is where my dad was living at the time and uh so she moved us all up there which we didn't really want to do but we did and so moved up to galita and uh wow. kidding me yeah we moved up to galita went to dos pueblos high school this was probably like 86 What? anyways it was a uh, full hick town like yeah. galita which which is right there where uh ucsb is but yeah. it's just on the other side of the 101 bch and uh it was like i showed up full surfer kid blonde hair you know and i was once again not doing contests at the time but i was surfing a lot and yeah uh, and just started driving, and so went to the school, started playing, you know, soccer and volleyball, and I think there was, like, three surfers in the at the school. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was, like, pretty loose, so, like, I just would start surfing and, you know, missing school. I'd just make sure I was getting great, you know, decent grades, but I just would start surfing with a couple of these guys, and we surfed all over the place, and then that somehow started surfing a little bit better, and then one time we did this... Uh, like they have the tryouts for the Channel Islands team down at uh, uh what's it the
0: right Bro, there inside 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 Rincon. Yeah. They
2: used to have uh, <clears throat> the the beaches right there, and so I went down to one of those and so try out try out for the team and you know full like,
0: team con it's like you want to get sponsored and yeah, well they would
2: they would have these uh, or work workouts yeah. every week, like or every other week. So whoever wanted to show up could go show up and then they would do the workouts with the team and then they would end up having. So you met was Eventually, there. but ended up meeting a couple of the guys and uh you know, Jamie George would be there and kind of like yeah. that. Like I ended up getting to hang out with Jamie for some time when he was just I don't think very any... You remember Jamie George? Yeah. Yeah. He was I like the Jamie hockey. George. He was yeah. he was gnarly. He, he was, was gnarly. So gnarly. So anyway, started um I think so they, that ended, they I think they ended up like, Oh, okay, we'll get you some board, you know, you put you on the B or C team or whatever and you get a little discount on the boards and I was like Wait, no what way. what
1: grade again was that?
2: Like I was in tenth grade.
1: Wow, okay.
2: Oh no, no, no. Yeah, tenth no, eleventh grade. Yeah. So I was getting a little yeah. bit older and like I said I was driving, so and then they had a contest there in Santa Barbara at uh and I did the juniors division and, and ended up getting second and that was like my first contest, like local contest and then I, I was No no NSSA, no WSAs prior, really? none of that. Wow. And then when we ended up moving back to uh, that that lasted almost a year, and then we ended up moving back. So I did my senior year at Dana Hills, yeah, and and the last part of my junior year. So when we moved back, I didn't go to San Clemente; I went to Dana Hills because I just stayed closer friends with some of the crew that was at Dana Hills. And uh, so your, that, par- your that's parents when were like, hey, doing- you go back yeah. to San Clemente or what yeah? No, I was said- driving. We moved back to the San Juan, same house, and it was equally the same drive to either high school. So I just went to Dana Hills, and that's when. You know, I became good friends with Pat and Vinny and okay. we had a really fun crew there and then just started surfing Creek all the time and yeah. started so, doing the NSSA, started doing, like, trying out for the U.S. team. and Yeah. And so hold on stuff. a second. What's
1: funny about that story is not probably not too many people know that you lived in Santa Barbara for that brief stand. Yeah. But it's, it's funny to hear that you moved there to Santa Barbara, Goleta, a part of Santa Barbara, which you would think... There'd be a ton of
2: surfers, yeah. but there wasn't. Right. Not not at not, not in, at in Santa Barbara there was. And then, yeah, you know. And But you, you know. got to be a better surfer. Well and I was I would say Right. You know, like it's almost feel bad saying, but I was super lucky when my dad met my stepmom and she was just a full blown surf crazy rat? surfer. Yeah. And they ended up going to the ranch when I was, I was like seven or eight. And my dad just fell in love with the place and yeah. ended up having property up there and living up there. So I was when I was in Galita, he was living up on the ranch. So we were to go surf up there all the time. And that was a huge part of Damn, being able sure. to surf. You know, yeah. that was back when it was empty. it was super right, localized, yeah. super localized and uh, pretty empty for sure. Especially yeah. some of the other spots, nothing like it is now. Yeah. But, uh, and that's where I would, you know, one of my dad's friends was good friends with Tom Curran. So Tom Curran would come up there and surf and I would just be like, oh my gosh.
1: How, how funny is it to hear though that, you know, you lived in epicenter of surfing one of the epicenters of surfing to to and you didn't surf that much right but then you moved to Galita and you kind of you you're not forced to surf more but you wanted to surf more wanted to surf more yeah and you you got what's funny is you probably accelerated your
2: um ability before i I didn't even you know i I I never would have thought that i would ever be a, like a real competitive surfer what, and, then, and when I was like a <laughs> freshman sophomore I was like gosh that would be so cool but I just ne- I, you know never yeah. was even close to like you know seeing, seeing Shane Beshin down at the beach or yeah or, what
0: boards were you riding before like moving up to Santa Barbara and, and getting some CIs and stuff like I
2: just had I just had like the, the Herbie reflection I think the next board after that I got a board from Hobie and then uh, that is that's crazy that I didn't have that many boards so yeah just kind of, like it's one cr- board it's not having for like a year s- or two, you know. Yeah,
1: it's crazy that you left, you know, that area, yeah. which is fucking more, yeah, more high. super high yeah. performance, and then got better up there.
2: And it, honestly, yeah. if I was living right down next to Salt Creek where I could walk to the beach, or living down you in San been, Clemente where I could yeah. walk straight to T Street, it probably would have been different. But yeah, we just, mm. I just, like I said, I was a, a jock; I wasn't a surfer. Yeah
1: that's so funny okay yeah. so you moved back down yeah. yeah and you started
2: yep getting into yep. more still played soccer and, and volleyball in high school and then was just starting to do more competitions and it wasn't until i was like a senior that i think i i think we won cif at dana hills that year which is pretty awesome the cif surf whatever for high school i know but cif in white sport surfing oh nice yeah I wasn't that good at soccer or volleyball? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I was all right, but I wasn't like. But that's a team. Wasn't sport. going off and getting a scholarship somewhere.
0: <laughs> um, so you 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 were friends with like uh, you said you mentioned Pat O'Connell and Vinny and those guys. Were you? Seeing him at the beach prior oh, yeah. and like you just yeah, knew. Yeah. So when you went to school
2: there, they embraced you. And I, and I had a whole group of friends that, that I already knew that were going there. And I didn't didn't know Pat or Vinny until I started going to high school at okay. Hills and we just became good friends. And so, you know, Vinny was already doing well at the PSAs and was right. like, oh, I think he turned pro. He wasn't even on the, the high school team. Yeah. Because he was already, I think, turned pro. And then Pat was... Super frothing, Frank in Ohio, whatever he, you know, just frothing. I mean, he hasn't changed one bit. Yeah. Well, well it's interesting. He started surfing late. He started well, well. surfing like, late. I mean, he took, started early, he but, just took. He yeah. took off, and he, he's he's a good athlete. He, he's a good he, athlete. He can do whatever. Yeah, he puts so his mind did, to. did people trip out that
1: when you moved? Like, because when you moved, no one really noticed you as a surfer. No. But then when you moved back, you were surfing, yep, a, surfing lot a lot better. Yeah. Did that trip? you out and other people out, you're like, whoa, where'd Casey really go? I looked,
2: looked at it that way, but like yeah. I said, I kind of was going to San Clemente High School and in, in that crew, yeah. and then and then when I moved back, I went to Dana Hills, so like a couple of the guys that I, yeah, probably <laughs> a couple of my good, good friends that I had in junior high that we, that we that's all we were doing was surfing when we could on the yeah. weekends and
0: stuff. But you're just, I mean, in that day and time without social media, you're pretty much removed. Like, you know, you don't hear, sort of you don't stay in contact like, at that age, or even earlier, I was doing all the like WSA's, and A. So I'd yep. still travel. It didn't matter. You'd still see the same guys every other yep. weekend or every weekend. Like, oh, yep. hey, you know. But you, but he wasn't even. No, that's what I mean. So yeah. you moved away and didn't have that yep. weekend connection with the events and stuff. You just just, just think of his friends <laughs> gone.
1: Maybe I should move to go <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Maybe that's um, what it takes. Hey, the waves aren't
0: that good up there all the time. You got to definitely have connections to the ranch and have wheels to drive uh, up and down the coast. And well, there, there's
2: some great waves up there. There are for sure. Yes.
0: So, so your first sponsor
2: was Channel Islands. Yep. Nice. So, and, and what never was never it? it? Freeboard? Oh or hell it? no. <laughs> Just a no, wholesale. I, I, plus... I think I was like on the B team or something for yeah. a while. Yeah. A couple years I don't about. think they by really... the time I got to like when we moved when I moved back, I think I had a few years or a f- few months left of my junior year and then started doing like all the NSSAs and yeah all that stuff that summer. So i Did... well, I'd had like a year and a half where I was just that's all I wanted to do was Did to you figure get to meet to Tom Curran because of CI? No, I got to meet Tom of through friend. my dad's friend. Yeah, okay. Like he would literally he would age. literally bring Tom Curran up and he would Call my dad and be like, hey, you know, because he knew I, I was like, I mean, that was like the Kobe Bryant to me. Yeah, oh, Michael Short. Sure. Like, Tom was like, Tom, Aki. I mean, I like to care about Tom and Aki were like my two favorites. Oh, that, yeah. I think that's every kid. Yeah, that's, that's every kid. That's and every kid, kid. kid yeah. and so, Tom would come up there and I'd get to go, you know, they'd either pick me up or my buddy, dad's buddy, would either pick me up a couple times or I'd just go down. Okay, he's going to be surfing rights enough. So, I'll just go down there and wait for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jeez. he would show up. And that was back when, the, before he won his first world title, but he was like, holy shit. Kicking ass, yeah. And he would come up there, and I remember for a while, uh, my buddy Charlie would kind of like, dude, when are you gonna bring Tom up? He's like, well, he doesn't really want to come up here. And I'm like, well, why? And he's like, well, waves are too good, so he wants to go surf crappy peach breaks because that's what he's he's got to compete in and do that. And I was just baffled, like, oh man, all right. So yeah, yeah. I got to meet him a couple times, and it was it was. Did you surf with Tom? Yeah handful that's, times
1: that's pretty fucking crazy it was it was a, like not too many people it was, a, it was awesome world. yeah it was at awesome. the ranch right
2: yeah absolutely awesome that's insane and he's a super nice guy super shy but super nice guy so yeah he just dropped a or you get some pointers uh well i think we all got pointers yeah. i think we all wanted to surf like tom kern uh watching 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 kelly come up and turn into the surfer he was there was a lot of yeah that rail game and style came from Tom. Yeah,
0: I think everybody. Yeah. But it, he just speaking of Tom, you just see his rip curl. Edit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that just dropped. on So a did surf you line. say he just
2: dropped rip curl? No, 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 <laughs> no. No, 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 no rip, dropped the thing. Rip
0: curl dropped this little search I saw him down, down Mexico. Yeah, yeah. It awesome.
1: Casey posted about it last night, bro. Was, oh, was, sorry, I'm not I on saw, social media. I'm just yeah. dorking out. On yeah, it. yeah. I, I was pretty stoked when when I saw that and you posted. I'm like, oh shit, I got to watch this yeah like right after yeah. you posted it i went to youtube and found it and i was just like
2: and it, it was pretty neat kind of yeah, going back to how? what archie said on the thing it was like, it's like a lot of these kids these days they just don't know the history yeah. yeah they don't know i mean gosh when we were growing up it was different and so different and it made me who i was and i feel like nowadays it's just it's yeah. so soft like yeah. there's just no yeah there's well, no individual, before, yeah let's go back like every yeah. surfer should go to freaking surfing etiquette school yeah <laughs> for sure
1: let's go back so you you started surfing you're riding for channel islands did you keep riding for channel islands when you moved back down
2: yeah yes yeah. and by that time i was doing pretty good in contest i think my first sponsor was after the boards was o'neill so i got some o'neill wetsuits which nice. i was just stoked to nice. do and then
0: i think that was every grom's yeah. like
2: sponsor uh, yeah, wanted yeah. to be them or quicksilver a couple of free like, things yeah. and i was just like oh my gosh this is who, was it I'm Gothard this giant or on my part. Tim Bernardi or Gothard that was... Uh... <laughs> oh, I forget who. I, it was... Gosh. I almost want to say it was through Gio and the guys at HSS that kind of helped steer me in that direction. Huh. Classic. Did you write for HSS or... No. Hmm. Not like not, me. Mean, but not but uh,
1: your stepmom kind of yeah. helped yeah. arrange some of that stuff for you? Yeah, a little nice. bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: What about... Who else did you pick up? I think my first big... Well felt like big thing is when I made the I made the national team and that was like super cool and yeah I think we had OP and body glove so and, that's yeah, when and, I started Yeah, you know, and back body then, glove back in the
0: day you were, you were suited up by the national team yep. sponsors yeah. I remember twice. you guys talking about yeah. that with
2: R2L so yeah I had this giant body glove sticker this giant NSA sticker this giant OP, OP. sticker yeah but that's the first and time I, where I was like alright getting stuff and like and you had like you wore yellow suits right I wore pretty bright suits.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think we all but did. I was down here. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think so, we all did, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the uh, like, what was it like? Did how did you make the NSSA team? Was it just by finishing the year in the top? Yeah,
2: like I think I finished in like the top five, five or something. Yeah, and then they just said, and hey, then you're they'd here. have like a tryout down at OceanSide, and they ended yeah. up doing good in that, and then ended up making. I think I was on the NSA team for a couple of years. Nice. That was fun, and then they did the U.S. Championships and yeah, and you, that's where you blow your knee, huh? That was one of the spots.
0: What? One, one of them.
2: Yeah. First, first major setback. The, the knee, the knee, the knee story could go on forever. Um, blew my left knee out skiing when I was sixteen, and oh. that was my first like injury. Um, and then blew it out oh. again Snow when I was skiing or water skiing? Snow, skiing. Snow skiing. Usually. Are you yeah. talking ACL or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. full ACL tear. um... Had uh, my doctor at the a friend of ours, which was an orthopedic doctor, did all the football teams and the like did El Toro and Mission, which were like the two big football teams down. Yeah. So he was like our orthopedic surgeon and he was associated with Innovation Sports, which made the CTI brace. So when I was 16, he's like, Hey, we'll just put you in this brace and you can still surf and uh, still do your sports as long as you're not in pain. And yeah. that was my first intro to the knee braces. And uh, so then when I was 18, I was in, I think we were in Japan. Is that the one Kelly won? I think so. Yeah. I think Kelly won everything. <laughs> is that the one that uh, Kelly if won? Kelly was there, he pretty, <laughs>
0: most likely won it. I but, remember uh, Ball telling yeah. me about that trip. He's all, yeah, it was a closeout, a little crappy beach break closeout, really yeah. hollow, really quick. He's all, everybody's getting one turn off,
2: and Kelly would get two or three yeah. off. If it's the same <laughs> one he's talking about, so I, I was only went to Japan once for that, yeah. Um, it was. I think we had a contest in Nageima, and then there was another contest somewhere else. And then the one that was not in Najima, Kelly made the final, and there was three Brazilians in the final with them, so a four-man yeah. final. Yeah. Wow. And I'll never forget watching, because you knew they were just gonna like surround him, surround him, and sit on him. Yeah. And they couldn't catch him. <laughs> and the waves are like had high funky beach break, and he just you get to see him like chasing them. And, and Kelly got a wave, got a score. Next thing you know, he got another wave. He's Gonna it. And they're paddling. just trying to sit on him, and he's just like he just wouldn't stop paddling and just wherever he paddled, the wave came to him. Yeah. But <laughs> awesome. so uh, how did you do it? Like we are doing a, a, a silly little floater on like a waist high wave in Nijima Just a little floater kind of popped off the lip and landed in the flats. My back foot slipped off. Uh, I had my knee brace on, but it just blew didn't. it out, and that was like the worst one yet. So came back home. Um, still didn't get surgery and then that's when uh Tried to rehab, like, like just started rehabbing it in in the brace and s- started sur- getting it to where i could surf well well again and yeah. was doing the contest was starting to dabble with like the psa's and psaa's and doing that stuff and so when did you turn pro uh i think it was 19 20 went to barbados for a uh they had the asp east contest so yeah. went to had been lucky enough to go to for the US championships, went to Barbados twice as a junior and for men's, which was with like Taylor and Cali was super awesome. Yeah. And then got to go do that ASB East contest they had out there, which I don't know why, but I just ended up going to Barbados so I was an amateur and I ended up winning it, which wow was uh super awesome and had I think I beat Charlie Coon in the final and almost felt bad because Charlie Coon and um was it rich rudolph were in the battle for the championship and they were both in the semis and whoever's going to make it out was pretty much pretty much and I, I think i ended up beating sean slater in the semi to make the final and then those two rich rudolph and charlie had to battle in the semis and charlie won and then if charlie won the contest he was gonna win the championship and i smoked him beat him and he was <laughs> he was pissed yeah oh. He was super pissed. So yeah, I did that, and I think I won like forty five hundred bucks or five thousand bucks. And I was like, well, "I'm not like killing it in the in anything." So yeah, I'll just do this to... and focus on that. And then went to uh, Puerto Rico right after that event and made the semis. So I made another chunk of money and wow. went home and so called declared myself a pro surfer and yeah. started trying to chase so all was... the ASP contests or whatever contests I could so it was con- to to it.
0: contest winnings versus like you had a contract yeah. or
2: negotiate you yeah. know but
0: then i'm sure that felt that that, that
2: helped and then I, I definitely started getting like okay well we're gonna give you a travel budget and we'll give you a photo incentive yeah not really making money but incentives making like enough get, money to get to contests places, and yeah and then that's when i started doing like going to australia and europe and yeah doing those events sure we were running around together some of those for sure spots remember europe a yeah. few times and uh, a lot of good trips yeah and then when i was 21 was definitely feeling probably at my best peak surf wise competitively wise and was thinking i was gonna continue on and try to follow you know pat and those guys that were on the asp already and yeah and blew my right knee out jumping on a trampoline.
3: Uh, no. Doing, doing
2: backflips. So my left leg was already ACL completely gone, um didn't have any pain, and just lived in the knee brace. And then my right leg was always kind of my dominant leg that I never had any issues with. And then doing backflips on the trampoline kind of bucked off and got close to the springs and blew it out. My doctor's like, you're you're done you should just focus and go back to college and we're gonna have to do knee surgery on the knee you just bust it up and we might as well fix the one that you've been dealing with for the last six years back to back and uh it's gonna be a long road dang so got knee okay before we
1: talk about that what was your first picture in the mag and which mag
2: do you remember first real picture was surfer magazine and uh I was on a Channel Islands with a big old O'Neill logo doing like a backside snap at Salt Creek. Nice. I'd, nice. I'd have to say, gosh, so it wasn't Flame that shot it or Art Brewer. I think it was like Rob Gilley. Rob Gilley? I'd Gilly? Have, to, I have to look. I think I, I remember that one. I remember that That was like my first like shot. Nice. I, I, think, I just yeah. remember the one. And you were still amateur then, right? At that point, yeah. I yeah. was still amateur. I think I was like... Seventeen.
0: Yeah, wow. I just remember one, and it was like a gra- gravel's square barrel. I don't. I think it was gravel's. I think I'm sure it's Salt Creek or gravel's or part, middles. Yeah,
2: yeah we're we I mean, yeah, going back to growing up in good surf spots like San Clemente was a hot bed, and, and but Creek man, there's a lot of talent. That was the studio. I yeah, mean, there was, there was a lot of talent. Um, at, at a this, lot of guys pushing each other. Um, it was, it was at, awesome. And and then you had you know all these. Great photographers like Flame and Art Brewer, and, yeah, the and oh, ton, ton of hey, guys oh, under you, right? ton of guys underneath them. To where it was like you'd go down there when the waves are good, and yeah, you'd be down there at morning light, first couple. If you're hours. a
0: Southern California pro surfer or trying to be an inspired surfer and yeah. to go get photos, that was, that was where you went. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was Fifty Fourth Street at one point in time, yeah. and Creek had a good run. Creek was like yeah. a lot of photos came from Creek. Yeah, and. Well, you and your buddies used to uh, shoot photos with Balzer, right? And we do Balzer, yeah. yeah.
0: Greg Browning and shitty waves in Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the well, that,
2: that was... was what that's what made Creek so well. Yeah. I mean, it there, it has its moments. There's some great waves to be had down there for sure, and it's consistent. But yeah, in general, it was the lighting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. us about like you know surfing back then at lowers. Like, you, you surf Lowers quite a bit,
2: right? A lot. A lot. Especially once I got, yeah, once I got, after high school, I was pretty much, you know, yeah, it was when either you, when Salt Creek to... or Lowers. So, yeah. in the summertime, we just, we'd live down at Lowers. Yeah. <clears throat> and we had, like, a pretty good crew where, you know, it was, like, Jason Kenworthy, my friend Ryan Dybul, my good friend Ryan w- Ray that I grew up with, and Bill Ballard were doing, like, the Voluptuous videos yeah. and, and all kind of working Bill together. Bill
1: Ballard was Voluptuous? Before it was you, like,
2: I think be, they all, they all, they
1: all that, got together wife or her husband.
2: Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. They but they had the four of them all got together at one point and kind of, you know, they were all videoing and all doing movies and stuff. And then they worked together for a few years, did some stuff and then they kind of split off and okay. all did their yeah, own build, stuff.
0: Yeah. and goat Productions And then Kenworthy the, and, and the Snapping turtles. Snapping turtles. And then they contributed to all like a lot of lost footage for all the lost yeah. movies yeah. and helped put those together at one point yeah Yeah. you got a lot you got good sitting no no we got a lot of good waves and a lot of of fun
2: we had a lot of fun
1: yeah yeah because we had a lot of fun you pro you have a lot of footage a lot of airtime on a lot of videos
2: yeah oh we were just it was good timing yeah Yeah. you know we had had all those guys and then there was you know matt and mike at lost and all the lost videos that they were doing which is roughly around the same time and we were all kind of running in the same circles yeah so it was so when
1: did you transition
2: to riding for lost or mayhem i moved to hawaii to Kauai when i was in uh when i was 21 right after right after my knee surgeries okay. so i was like
0: Take no away. more
2: surfing for six months at least and uh, let's go to
0: hawaii where no temptation yeah. Yeah. no well,
2: <laughs> it's funny story I, I ended up chasing a, a, my girlfriend at the time her parents moved there after uh Hurricane Iniki, I think it was back in 94 or 95. And so her dad was in construction. So she's like, he's like, I'm moving the whole family, like, we're leaving next week. Wow. And she was like, I'm, I'm running away. I'm not moving to Hawaii. I want to go play softball in college and blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, I was somehow, some way was like, oh, well, you should move over to Hawaii with us. I'm like, really? I'm like, ended up talking to CTI about it somehow because I had a good friend that was working there. Kind of like a mentor, and uh, he's like, "Hey, we don't we don't have a sales rep over there. You should just go rehab over there for six months to a year, and you can go sell knee braces." Wow! So I'm like, "That was your first repping job?" That was my first repping job. Are you yeah. freaking kidding? So here me? I am, 21, no college education. Yeah. toehead Towhead okay. Howie moving to the east side of Hawaii. Before Kauai we to Before Kapa. we get into that, um, who were you riding for before your accident? I was getting bored from Channel Islands, and uh, I forget. I think I was riding for Op. And you were getting paid? Mm. I wasn't really getting paid. I was, I was getting like a, a good travel budget and and photo incentive. So okay. I mean, I was getting, but I wasn't like making a, I wasn't salary. making a living. No, okay. I wasn't getting any yeah. salary or anything like that.
1: So you were struggling, aspiring pro. Yeah. Star. Okay. I mean,
2: yeah. And then your pro career pretty much ended. Ended that day well kind of yeah it was i went through like a two three year gap where move, moved to Kauai. luckily i had a three like three of my friends that i knew from from salt creek that i grew up looking up to these guys that were three or four years older than me yeah. that i knew pretty well they all lived in the same area on the east side of Kauai, and so when i moved there um ended up you know selling the knee braces and doing that stuff but one you know all three of those guys were super into surfing, so I got. they just kind of took me under their wing, and I got to surf all over Kauai, which was amazing. Yeah. And one of them, um, my buddy Shane Miller, another buddy Chris Amati, and then another friend Chris White. Chris White was a super gnarly surfer skater from San Juan and Dana Point, like back in the day, and a great surfer. And so he took me under his wing along with the other guys, but he was just a crazy surfer knew the winds knew the waves and like every morning at dark he p- would oh, pick right. me up and be like i wouldn't even know where we're going he'd just be like we're going to this side or we're going to that side or we're going to this side just knew yeah. and we would just we got so many fun waves and just kind of crazy just stayed under the radar
0: and then so how long was the the rehab on so, the so stayed months?
2: so stayed there on Kauai for like six months eight months and uh was able to surf double knee braces and what you know surfing and then uh Things went astray with where I was living, and my girlfriend at the time moved back to the West Coast or to the mainland. And uh, I was doing pretty good with the knee braces and kind of really enjoying Hawaii. Living? I was making money, yeah. Like I was people needed. I was walking people in. People needed well,
0: how How's that for for a promotional video, though? Like you have a couple of clips. Like, dude, you can do anything yeah. in these
2: things. And you just rip in and then. Well, I'd I had, I had my, my button up. i my button up and like my pants, and I was walking in twenty one. Once again walking in and having conversations with orthopedic doctors and trainers and physical therapists and Tripler Hospital, which is like the huge uh army hospital on Oahu. They were they were buying like tons of product and I was going in there, you know, every other week just to talk to these guys. So it was really it was a huge learning experience and then yeah. Did and they I have knew and room? I knew a lot. I no, I I mean a little bit, but I, I knew the knee brace inside and out, I knew knees inside and out. Yeah. So, so like, I could talk the, the talk language even though had I ex- wasn't a had the experience. doctor. So, yeah. yeah. And so that happened. And then I ended up moving to the North Shore of Oahu after that. And luckily it moved in with uh, Hank, Ryan Stefan, who was a, one of the guys I looked up to at Creek and, you know, heck of a dude. And he just. Hey, the yeah, Hank, the photographer Hank? photographer Hank. And he knew Chris. So I, like, called him up. Like, hey, I'm coming over there. I have no place to stay. And yeah. he's like, hey, you crashed on my floor. Yeah. So I was living there with Hank right there by Chun's in the, which God that was some funny stories. But uh yeah, so he, he took <laughs> took me in, was super nice, let me stay. I st- basically stayed on his floor for like four months and then ended up moving in with Peach Hodgson, who had a room for rent on uh right next to Waimea, right yeah. there in the next to the church. So it was like me, Cody Graham, and Chris Copeland Copeland from Florida, all three of us living in like one one and a half rooms so with, with pete and he but, kind of took us in and then that ended up turning into where i ended up getting my own place with uh with my buddy cody graham again and yeah. another good friend of ours or a friend of a friend but it was right next to jeff donner jd yeah who was like an older brother to me and that was right there on Kaiki. so we lived right on the ocean side of he's Keinui. a big wave charger right Dorner? he serves in big waves but he does he runs the jiu-jitsu stuff over on the north okay. shore. He's a big he's a, dude. He's a big dude, yeah. and he he did a lot of filming and surfing and yeah. all that. But that was honestly probably some of the, besides being married and having kids, it was best times. some of the best times of my life. Yeah, yeah. we were living trying? we were living right there, like two houses away from the, the beach and the rocks at Keiki. Yeah.
0: So,
1: did you ever have a, a regular job
2: before yeah. that? What did I, you I, I washed dishes at Olamendes in San Juan when nice. I was in high school. Yeah, to, so my dad to, and my dad and mom are like, well, if you're not going to college, then you, you better start working. Yeah, yeah, got to got to work. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the city college and try to chase the surfing thing. He's like, you're getting a job then. Yeah. What, what did
0: um, what did your parents do for like for working stuff? My and dad, my do? dad was
2: a uh, developer, so a developer houses. So he built, it's fun. He built that office building right there on Warner and Bolsa Chica. Uh huh. There's that gray. Thing kind of that's in that corner looking towards the pier yeah so he built that was his office at one point he built that thing from the ground up and then built three or four tracks right around there nice right there at warner and bulls of chico
0: Would you, did you did you you have two brothers did they surf and take those yeah, two
2: track? uh no the both of them work for my dad now they both surf both yeah. played sports but they never like really got into the competitive thing yeah but both both surf and surf well and then yeah i got a sister and another brother from my
1: that moment so, so backtracking before your knee you, you you were saying you did
2: you chased the ASP yeah. tour got some results yeah. a little bit a little bit but not nothing nothing that would ever put me like I was lucky to make 500 bucks here and a yeah. thousand bucks there but I wasn't making semis and finals to make to make the tour and yeah. then when the knee when I hurt my knee moved to Hawaii ended up on the north shore which was the best move i did because i was you know making enough money to survive selling the knee braces but you know i was hanging out with poncho sullivan and Braden diaz and yeah miles and so Love and all, all these guys that yeah. were, we just had this that was the crew, crew. right yeah. there and yeah but that's what, all we did was surfed and so that's when i started you know getting a dabble and surfing yma and pipe and Wow. And it was just a, the era that at that time. There was just this bubble that was just amazing because it was it was still super localized. There was still yeah. Marvin Foster running around and all these Johnny crazy. John, oh, Johnny Boyd, Perry Dane. Perry Dane. Yeah. I mean, there was a handful of these. Mickey Nielsen. I mean, if that house could talk, and JD would attest, and you know, we had Strider would come over. Strider would stay. JD's. We we literally had JD had like a one bedroom house on a super small lot and then we had a three bedroom and it was literally our door was like four feet away from each other so we just had people coming and going and and then that's when yeah matt matt biolas ended up coming over at one point ended up staying with us and i knew matt a little bit but never rode any of his boards and yeah. he came over and that's kind of going back That's so when i yeah. started riding matt's boards which were just mayhems before lost was really even yeah Started.
0: Yeah. No. It's 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 interesting you bring up because like the whole Hawaii, you know, the staying on the floor, just being over mm-hmm. there, you know, you didn't, you know, one thing you didn't care. You're yep. like, if I just have a roof over my head and I just go surf every day. Yep. But that. Yeah. You that, guys are
1: lucky that you had that experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that stepping stone to doing that for a winter or whatever, right. and then getting your own place, whether you're sharing it with a bunch of dudes or not, and it's like I actually have my own little place. No, and for then, you know,
2: five almost six years, I had my own room right there. Yeah, keep. So I, you paid, were there for I paid that the long. I paid the rent and for the whole place. And uh, like I said, Cody was there, Cody Graham, which was one of my. He was just such an awesome surfer back in yeah. the day. Surfed surf charge pipe. Charter. He was yeah. He was deaf and uh, goofy but, footer, right? Goofy yeah. footer yeah. from Hawaii, and uh, and I, I ran around back in the day with his brother Miguel. So that's how I kind of got introduced to Cody Yeah, and Cody was just, dude. there were so many days, like once I started getting comfortable surfing bigger waves, you know, still scared, yeah. you know, nothing compared to what they're doing today, but I'll never forget living with Cody and there'd be those 20 foot swells coming and you could hear, hear the boulders yeah. literally rolling on the ground at Waimea and I couldn't sleep because I was scared to death. Because I knew I was going to have to paddle out with Cody. Cody couldn't sleep because he was so excited. <laughs> so excited. So excited.
0: A different... Yeah. And and like that John John wave, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. it was Himalayas, you know, outside. Yep. And uh, all those guys, they navigate from the beach, paddle out there. No, je- no, no life jackets, ski no yeah. jet skis, oh, yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah Like, you break that, your yeah. board, your leash, you're swimming all by yourself from like a half a mile out. And, yeah. YMA
2: is one thing, but surfing out at phantoms or surfing out at himalayas or any of those outside reefs back then was yeah like you said no no life vest no skis well, that, well
0: like yeah you know, I, I hung with the those guys crew i slept yeah. on you know ponchos and and loves floor and mm-hmm. you know noah johnson lived next door power you know Rawson's or was it right or no uh i mean uh, cabin no who, who, shoot i'm drawing a blank uh who shaped next door anyways and Noah Johnson would be like same thing. These guys would be frothing all night. They're waxing up their boards like. Wasn't Tom Nellis was it? No. Uh, Tom Nellis
2: was like an old full
0: cowboy. Ken Bradshaw. Ken Bradshaw. Yeah, he lived. Ken Bradshaw lived next door, and he, lived, he ran that place. And anyways, those, those guys would just on the biggest boards you could ever think of. And I'm like, where are you going to go? They're like, yeah, we're going to go out to Phantoms. Like, you should come. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you guys are crazy. But
2: they paddle
1: like, from
0: the beach all the way out. Yeah.
2: And those spots, when it's big, it's, it's, it's out there. Yeah. It's, it's out there. Yeah.
0: Anyways, but but just does, you know, as any surfer, that North Shore vibe during the winter, you know, all the yep. mags, all the photos, yeah. every
2: it just becomes Everything was the epicenter. The epicenter.
1: So did you have sponsors when you were living there or no?
2: No, that's kind of when I, I started getting, like, surfing pretty well again, mm-hmm. still doing, you know, double knee braces, and then ended up starting to get sponsored again to where I could, because I was, you know surfing pipe and back door and off the wall and getting in all the videos and getting videos and getting shots so i was able to start working the photo incentive side of things yeah you know along with working with uh the knee braces and that went on for like three years and it was just once again perfect timing with uh you know just like how freestyle motocross started and those guys were getting paid good money to charge. just go flip and charge and yeah. not not you know, not have to do the tour. So, like the free surfing yeah. surfer side of things started kind of booming. So, if you were getting in videos and photos, which means you Jay, could, or oh, you could dude. make heats yeah. like me. <laughs> well, you, you 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 had you had feet on both sides of the fence. <laughs> I did, I mean, yeah, barely but, though. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. no, yeah, but yeah, that it was, huge. On it was huge. Huge because that was that was <laughs> not all not we foot, and it was yeah, it was. So I was you know come staying there, working it, and then coming back to. San Clemente, and and I just come back and stay with the in the summertime with, with when Ryan you and, and everything's with Diavel and Ryan Ray and Jason and Bill and he, they had a house up in Capo, and so we just come in and started becoming good friends with Larry and all those guys you know flame at the magazine yeah. and stuff to where it was like I just yeah was working the photo thing and I was so fortunate because now it's like I look back and we were so lucky to be able to have that so, run because now like there's just no middle. Ground for the, all those kids that are, think they want to be the next John John or Kaloi, yeah. Yeah. So, so hard. And then now with all the COVID stuff happening, with no events being ran, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. going
1: back, you you lived in Hawaii for six years, mm-hmm. um, and then you were coming to California in the summertime just yeah,
2: would just come back for three, to shoot like three or? three months and just to surf because it would be there'd be no surf over there unless yeah. you wanted to surf on the south shore or east side, and uh, yeah, so I'd come back and. Tried to, tried to started doing some events again because there was you know some of the California events were still happening, so I'd come back and do that. But I, I never really got my feet like in the contest thing. Yeah. And the, the air shows were starting to happen, so it was all my whole little pro surfing career was all based on being Airs. a photo slip. Yeah,
1: photo slip. Yeah. Photo and video slip. Yeah. You and Jay
0: definitely were were that. So.
2: Who it wasn't a bad job. No. <laughs> no but it, it, Envious.
0: I mean, obviously, it was a lot to do with, you know, the crew you're running with yep. and where we live. Yep. You know, because, I mean, there's other, you know, other yep. spots, whether it's Santa Cruz, they had a little click. And, they, yep. you know, they, they sure. video a TR and, yeah. you know, Santa Barbara area that's uh, Josh Palmer. you yeah. know. And exactly. then, like, down where we were at down here. Yeah, it was the Kenworthy guys, and it was Lost and Snapping and, Turtle and yeah. those
2: guys, and then it was and Taylor you, and, and the Momentum. Group. Yeah. yeah.
0: So and, and you got
1: both of you guys had parts in in, in both. both camps, which yeah. was yeah. which made you that much more marketable
2: and you know well, we you had did, more yeah. equity in your in your brand. Yeah, I was I got a couple little sliver clips in the first Momentum, and that was it.
1: Yeah. Was that the only time you, you yeah. got? footage and, yeah. yeah i, I was because it was
2: there was i mean those two camps more than any other yeah. camps were like you were here on this side or it, you were on this side yeah it was very and I, me and jay were probably more than anyone and like shay too yeah. we were kind of right in the middle to where it's like we were friends with everybody oh, yeah yeah you know you genuinely friends
1: you got love on both
2: sides but that that kind of like you kind of had to pick what side you yeah to and to it be. was before
0: like you know of course and then you got like the Andes and the bruce's and then yep. some of the, the the you know the lopez you know, had those guys were always like on the lost side mm-hmm. a, little a little bit more a little bit more and then taylor started bringing in yeah. you know a couple guys here and there but it especially was, andy and bruce yeah well of course I mean, they, were just they were, they just, were just they were just they were rocket ships
1: but you you were on that uh, was it porto escondido that or was it Mexico, the part that you got
2: in the part Puerto that I got was for I got a couple of waves here from the point, yeah, yeah. in Porto, in yeah, it was really good,
1: and the, yeah, I, honestly, when, when I think of Casey Curtis, that's one of the you know visions and scenes and, and parts yeah. that I remember, you know what I mean. Because you're already wearing
2: a new yeah. then. <laughs> and I was still like, it was like Taylor was just starting to, that like, was his first movie yeah. like, for the most part. And then he started really focusing on that. And then once again, the guys, Lost was doing theirs and, and Snapping Turtle and those guys were doing theirs. And then I kind of just, you know, these guys were, I was friends with everyone, like I said, but these guys were like my best friends. Like yeah. I was super tight with them. And uh, so we just, yeah, just it was just, like I said, it was, pretty much working with them full. And that's why I never, working with your, your brothers. Yeah. so I was like, yeah. There was no way i was gonna you know not that taylor ever asked me but if he was like hey dude you, you want to come with me down to porto or you want to go with your snapping turtle friends yeah yeah
0: i did a lot of i was like porto. we did well i mean for us california guys and i'm sure other guys in, in different parts but like you go to hawaii you know for the winter and in the summer you go down to porto to go train or, yeah. or go get big waves you know, and that was the spot and you're guaranteed to go down there. If you're going to drop a ticket to Porto and go down there for two weeks, you're going to get two or three swells and it's going to be pumping at one point. It's just like in Mecca for in Mecca. Yeah, for drawing yeah, in. If stuff. it's too big, then there's some points that go, yep. Let's go sir. That so it.
1: you, you had like a, uh, a second win for,
0: for professional
2: full second win, and all yeah. and once again, mainly the focus was getting photos and videos. Yeah. those was nice because I mean, I'd just fall follow, either following a swell from one place to the other or waves are good at lowers or waves are good at creek or wherever. We would just surf all day. Where, where, where other trips were you like
0: going on, like not just for video, but like whether it was a magazine or a sponsor? Where, where else were you
2: going? My, well, I was super Everywhere. fortunate. Just my, I got to go to the Mentalize with Art Brewer nice. back in 98, and that was my first. Trip that I got invited to go, and then after that I did, I think eight different mentwise trips. Nice. Seven of them with Art, and one with Pete Frieden. Sick. Yeah. But Art Art kept putting a trip together every year, and you know we had, (laughs) we had some characters on
0: those. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But a boat trip, I mean,
0: that's, you're, it's pretty intimate and you're with your yep. crew. Yeah. So if you yeah, rub, you rub some way the, the wrong way, especially like an oh, art, yeah. you're not going on that trip again. So yeah. obviously you had a good connection with them.
2: No, we, we had a, we had a great connection. That first trip, I think had Joel Tudor and his brother who was super cool. Um, Cody Graham was on that trip. Nathan Fletcher, I think William Saquon and Otto. Wow. Alaska. And when we showed up, half of our boards didn't show up. So no. Luckily mine showed up. Because I was way bigger than most of the well, me and Cody rode the same boards, but everyone else was way smaller. You're like, you can't ride this, or so you can't. yeah. Cody's did like literally. I think mine showed up. I think Joel Tudor showed up, which I think he had like a couple fun boards and stuff. Yeah, you know, no <laughs> one's gonna ride those boards. Yeah, so we all we all just you know jumped on the boat. Cause we didn't want to wait, and they I think we waited one day, and they didn't come. And they're like, oh, they're gonna be there in a couple of days. so We're like, screw it. We'll put them on Didn't another they shuttle boat. Them out later? They shuttled them out later, but it was literally like I think we had two days left. Oh on my trip. gosh! Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So we all like divided, I don't feel divided great up our boards. No. <laughs> that's the first trip. Yeah, and, and that's that, that was the trip. I actually, luckily enough, got the cover story from magazine on. Wow! With that,
0: was it a front side back, air, Backside side air, back side air, yeah. air. We're at max. At max.
2: Yeah, after a complete debacle with my knee. Wow. So I got duck I had to duct tape my knee together and had yeah. a knee brace on. So, so the go- night before that trip, yeah. not to go on a whole tangent, but yeah. the night before that trip I was playing tennis with my brothers. First first trip to Indo. First trip to Indo, I'm like beyond stoked. Yeah. And uh, oh ended, boy, ended, tennis. Up, ended up chasing a ball that got past me just like stepping towards it and once again my knees at this point uh, were great. Like, were, you, were you wearing? Knee braces playing tennis? At this, I was not, and I should have been. And I was for the first time in a couple. I mean, it, I'd been a couple years where I had kind of weaned myself out of the knee braces, yeah. so I wasn't wearing them, and was finally free of the braces. And so I tweaked my my tweaked my left no my my right knee playing t- like enough to where I knew I did something wrong. Yeah. This was like the night before. I'm leaving Gosh. at like six in the morning, so. I'd had so many knee issues and and had a mobilizer, so I'm like, you know, icing it. I stuck it in the mobilizer, which keeps your knee completely straight. And I'm like, I'm just going to get on the plane. I'm going to get on the boat. I'm going to wait. It's going to take us two days to get there. I'm not going to take my knee out of this mobilizer until I get there and see see how my knee feels. So get there. We show up at Macaroni's. It's like small little waves. Put my knee brace on for the first time in a little while. Paddle out, and and I can surf. And it's my back leg, which is kind of like, the worst one to have a bending a little kind of forward so i could surf not great but i'm like 75 percent so i'm like cool you know I'll, you know i'm good yeah good. next morning paddle out it's low tide waist to chest high driving through this little tiny tube it starts to close out to where i know i'm not going to get it so i pop out the back and it pulls me over the falls and i land on all fours on the reef Luckily, I had my knee brace on, so that protected my right knee, but I chipped about a quarter size of my kneecap off, <laughs> and put like okay. a silver dollar hole in my top of my knee, and was first second, so we got there in the afternoon, this is in the morning, so I'm just like, I'm done, so in my bit. knee was completely That cuts all over my hands, my, my feet, but my knee, like I said, was like, and it was more just a smash. It wasn't so much the bruised. And so it just got worse. Oh. So unfortunately for the other guys, waves kind of never got that good. So yeah. we had like six days of where it was just mediocre, but I was going to start to go bat shit crazy. And, uh, was just getting worse every day. Just sore, sore, sore. Couldn't, fix, couldn't do anything. And then we literally stayed at HT's, Lance's right, the whole time because the waves were so small. And then swell was picking up. So we're like, oh, we're going to motor tonight to to macaroni's. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I, I'm not going to be able to surf. I know I'm not going to be able to surf. Yeah, bending more. And literally woke up in the morning and some bizarre reason, I was able to put some weight on my, my leg and bend Must it a little bit. Must have been all those beers that night. Might have been. <laughs> I don't know. So, super sore still, but I'm like, screw it. I mean, we pulled up, and Macaroni's is like six foot and perfect. Like it's like perfect. Like wow. I'd never seen a wave like this perfect. So I shaved my leg, made a like a knee pad, and just <laughs> duct taped my knee together. Wow. And I had like I had like 20% mobility, but I could like stand up on the board and do a bottom turn and kind of. Get into the tube and do like a cutback but i couldn't really surf and so that was we this like, is
1: after hawaii right yeah after being yeah. a rep for yeah. knee braces yes yeah. yeah
2: so you, you're so kind so I, of, I was like 27 at this i think i was 26 or 27 at this time
0: so you're kind of savvy now on on how to, how
2: to duct tape my knee? Yeah. Anyway? yeah.
0: And how how to avoid yeah. getting hurt, but that doesn't seem to work. That does No, that <laughs> no, 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 never seems to work. Your first trip to the Mentos, mm-hmm. right? This is your first fucking
1: trip first to trip. the First trip. And, and it starts off horribly because you fuck up your knee the yeah. night before. You get on the plane. Yeah. And then you realize when you get there, your your boards aren't there.
2: Yeah, but mine, mine work. Yours work, but... But we had people, enough boards for everyone, but yeah. it was... I, it was a bummer,
1: and the waves weren't that good, and you hurt yourself the the second session of the trip horribly, and you sat out a couple days.
2: Fuck, six days. Sat out completely, completely. And on that sixth night, I, like I said, I was like, "There's no way I'll be able to surf tomorrow morning. No way." It was just getting worse, like sore and sore and sore, swollen, bloody. The hole was like I said, like a silver dollar size hole that you couldn't stitch. It was just oh so. Yeah. However, I could start. And Then, literally, each day I got a tiny bit better. And then, yeah, the cover, which was like winning the lottery yes. for most of us. So,
0: um, were you avoiding the bar- like? You know, like you're limited on what you could do. Could you? That like, was kind get of barrel? the only thing
2: I could do. Was like kind of crouch down and and pull in, and I could come off the bottom. I couldn't really like turn. Yeah. But I could come out and do like a cut back, and and somehow, some way, I think I just ended up like in the pocket of a wave in this saw the lip and that's where I just blasted. blasted a huge flyaway air thinking nothing of it yeah
1: it wasn't flyaway air dude you, you I, totally didn't, I didn't I didn't land it you landed
2: it you completed it
1: for our I story. might have tried but it was okay, definitely it was definitely not a 90 percent <laughs> we're <laughs> gonna re-record this part
2: so I'm you too honest cover. most of the time yeah after with a knee brace on with duct tape on and and uh after cool. all that trop. yeah
1: shitty luck bam yeah. You hit, the lotto. But hit you, the lotto.
0: But you don't know you have the cover until way after you get <laughs> oh, back. Oh no, it was like
2: it was like three months. Uh, four months. <laughs> like that's that's
0: the difference that's, between now and in yeah. digital era and then back then is you know, the photographers are yeah. wrapping up all of the film and labeling it day, you know, six, uh Max yeah. and then they you know it goes it was, radical. Yeah, you
2: don't get the and, and department. Art, art was super gnarly, so you couldn't just like walk into a studio and be like, "Hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, how's things going? Yeah, yeah. Just like you don't poke the bear. Yeah, so, yeah. He's, you he's know, a lot one of, of the those best. guys. Are eccentric. We, or we had we had some amazing amazing times. And yeah, that one trip that Archie was talking about was we almost drowned. No, that was a different <laughs> one. The one that he talked about with Chris and Chris Ward and Andy or Chris Ward and Christian. <laughs> Getting in a fight and Andy being there. And oh, all that's that right. Stuff.
0: I, I think there's a gnarly mentality story from almost anybody that's been there more, 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 more than once. That time. was our trip. Yeah. I've, I've been on a couple. Almost dying? You know. No, not, you know, one almost for sure. And then one that we almost lost a captain. Like one captain that got kicked off you know another captain almost got you know like yeah. there's always this it's always some, some drama. weird yeah. drama whether it's the weather mechanics on the boat going out to staff issues to captain issues to yeah. crew you know like it, there's yeah again intimate and dynamic and uh, that's where you
2: know you don't you don't want you, you know a lot of those guys aren't going to bring people that are yeah yeah that are dicks are dicks yeah and, Art put together probably the best crew of misfits that was ever put yeah. together.
1: That's a good uh, way to say it. Crew of misfits. Well that we did get along. that's
2: that's what he uh, never it never got released, but he made they were making a movie called The Misfits. Yeah. That would've been uh, sick. It never
1: got released? That
2: would've been and sick. There was Archie, Christian, Nathan Nathan, Wardo, uh, Andy, myself, Rufo, Shane Beshin.
1: Dang. That's an all-star fucking legend We're crew all star fucking legendary. That
2: is. Along with, I think it's said Chris and Andy, and then Jason Kenworthy was there. Buddy JP that worked for art. Buddy George Salas, who yep, also worked for art. Did, yeah. And, uh, and art. But yeah, that particular, I mean, we had a few trips that was super crazy, but that was All-Star the Atlanta big trip. one. And we showed up at the airport. I think we had like, I mean, everyone had like five, six boards. So there was like at nine, least. nine surfers not yeah. to mention we had two video guys arts all of arts equipment and you know like we had so much gear it was absolutely ridiculous and we showed up at the airport and they were just like holy shit yeah one boat two boats one boat <laughs> one boat and we got all, and then andy and chris didn't show up they they showed up later like three days later into the trip and we were actually at macaroni's at, that day and it was freaking pumping like six to eight feet and they took a speedboat out and freaking Andy and gotcha. Chris showed up and just went sonic. Yeah. Who, who got in a fight? Chris Ward and Nathan? Chris. Christian? Well, Chris Ward and Christian got into it. And, you know, Chris is like Christian's little brother. They've grown up together. Yeah. But Chris is. Chris can be difficult at times. Great, great guy. But he, no. he doesn't back down. And I forget what exactly happened. It was something super tedious. But Christian for whatever reason did something that pissed Chris off and Chris wouldn't back down. And at that point he crossed the line with Christian and Christian's like, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, not even halfway through the trip. So the whole rest of the trip, there was this tension between the two of them and Christian. was like, you just wait till the boat we get off the boat and kick your ass and kick your ass. And it's like, cause like we were like, you got in a fight on the boat yeah, and you pissed Art off. Yeah. yeah. He'd probably throw you overboard. Yeah. You definitely wouldn't <laughs> get to come back again. So it was like, Hey, mind your p's and q's until we get off the boat boat. (laughs) (laughs) and literally we pulled up and that's exactly what happened and i I forget they ended up not getting in too bad of a scuff but yeah christian was pretty pissed
0: yeah well
2: christian's your elder your big bro
0: and i mean regardless of who's at fault it's like you just yeah it's hard to tensions talk about volatile personality (laughs) though
2: it was i mean it was crazy yeah, we're in And we, we had we had have, six oh, eight foot macro We also had Dino on the trip. Dino was oh. on that trip too. On a couple of them, but he so. was on that one trip. That one trip yeah. was the elder. That was a trip. That was a trip that Andy Yeah. Went desert. But the uh that,
0: that how can you get so like you're in mentalities, like you're in the freaking most it's A lot of testosterone. Yeah. A lot, lot, lot of ego. Yeah.
2: A lot of ego. I mean we all, you know, everybody wanted to get want the, the photo and get the best waves. And you had everybody, you, you know. And we all got it. We we had, no, that was, this was. That was a different one, yeah. This was like 2008. Yeah. This was like down, way down the road. So cool, though. But it was like watching Chris and Andy feed off each other. I mean, they were young. They were like 21. It was because Andy's birthday's the 24th of July and mine's the 25th. Mm. That's how I remember. So he was turning 21. So he was just like, and he was like. You know, Archie. Right. Archie was his idol, yeah, so yeah. all he wanted to do, and, and so he, he, even though Chris and Andy were the younger ones, dude, they were, they were pushing all of us to just, and we had good waves. It was like solid trip. Yeah. It was eight, six, eight foot, twelve foot, like almost every day. There was a couple of sessions where it was just like holy shit, and Andy would just, yeah, he was just at such a different level. Yeah, and Wardo too. Wardo's freaking amazing surfer when it he gets heavy. Yeah, amazing for for being
1: a a, a guy from San Clemente, right? Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: that's where. I mean, yeah, they say where... that, but you look at you know we always talk about you look at the guys from Florida and how hard those guys they charge, charge, you yeah. know, Goods and, Lopez, and, Lopez, and brothers Lopez brothers and Kirk and Slater, and I mean, it yep. doesn't matter, but
1: it's still a small handful of people yeah. that can. Well, you got you got to
2: sure. you definitely got to want it, and you got to be able to test yourself and. You just don't get to just paddle out the pipe and catch a great wave right yeah. out of the gates. you got to take your licks. Okay. I lot don't of really outs. want it,
1: Casey. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bad waves. Bad waves. If you want to catch a wave, you're
0: going to get the bad ones.
1: I'll, the I'll ones? catch the bad yeah. ones. And, we'll then,
0: and, then, and then sure enough, guys are going to be like, dude, that guy's going on those crappy ones. Well, and then so, a good sometimes, one
2: comes in. especially for backdoor, I feel you, a lot of those waves that don't look good sometimes end up being yeah. the best. Incredible waves just yeah. when they hit the reef the right way, but they yeah. don't look like they're going to be that good. So, so if you're on the bottom of the pecking order and those, those are the waves you were probably gonna get, yeah.
1: How many covers have you gotten?
2: One. For for surfer or surfing, like yeah, I got the a couple. Points. Like I got a couple happy covers back in the day. Yeah. it was cool. Wave action, or yeah. Some yeah. Do you have that
1: framed at home or yeah?
2: Awesome. I actually Did, just got. I actually just got a friend of mine, Brian Bent, um, just painted a. I saw that. A little of it. it was, oh, that's right. that's right. Yeah, he's a super awesome artist. Yeah. Gnarly surfer music skater guy and he painted it does some really really cool art really yeah. cool art. yeah if you if have a cover and you want it you like his media it's nice imp- yeah super special yeah super special came wow. out
0: awesome that's awesome yeah he uh he's a talented individual you know if, yeah. you, if you're in the industry and you've ever walked into a becker back in the day yeah exactly yep. he did all the uh design artwork and, and artwork yeah. for oh for that's them. him and then yeah. all the becker stuff and then yep. him like you said you know music you know yep. musician him and his daughter have, have a, a band, band yeah. and they're super dynamic like full together
2: cool surf yeah. Old surf good
0: surf and yeah good style yeah old school but is super cool so when did you move back to st. Clemente like
1: as of now no um like after uh, Hawaii yeah Hawaii. after
2: after Hawaii I moved back out of there finally to move back to the mainland for for good why did you and move that back was, to... I think I was just I think I was just done and I was also starting to make some money surfing like starting to get paid to to be you know chase the photos and the videos so yeah. it felt like it was better for me to just go back and be around those guys and more productive you know, back here in did, did which you... we were lucky cuz we could be productive in our own backyard whether it was Huntington or Newport, but especially with like lowers and yeah. and Salt Creek, it was yeah. You know, you had Mexico just across the border, and like we had. Did you secure a, a good contract with anybody? A uh, couple guys. I, I rode for X Y Z. Was like a really good one for a while. I don't know if you remember those. those yeah. Days. yeah. Danny Way and yeah. Dan Colin and Tommy Caldell and uh, their buddy Hans. They they, they started X Y Z, and it was right up my alley because I was I loved to skate and yeah surf and was, you know, this, so they started that, which back in the day, it, it almost took off, but it was just yeah. so competitive, as Struther, we know, the with, with those guys, brothers, the Str- right? yeah, it was Chris Struthers, yeah. Pat Moss, yeah. myself, obviously Danny and Colin were the skate guys. It was super fun, but I got to be with them for like, I think it was three years, the, the length of the company was around and doing well. Um, just hard to keep things going if you don't have just super deep pockets, but yeah. we got to do some super fun trips. And, yeah. That was fun. And then kind of had just a couple smaller (laughs) brands that kind of helped out that were trying to get into the surf market. So I was friends like Mark Moreno was working at the magazine and he hooked me up with like hardcore back in the day, but they paid me a chunk of money to be a surfer. So I was just, I was just super fortunate to be able to do it. And it was never, once again, never making a ton of money. like Some of these guys are today, but making enough to where it's like, well, yeah, and I could be working. Surf. I could be working a full time job and I'd be making basically the same. Yeah. yeah, and you're surfing, and I'm surfing, and yeah, every day, <laughs> easy decision. So, so did you stop selling the knee braces? Yeah, I came back from there, and they they ended up getting another rep, mm. but I was to the point to where like surfing was kind of becoming a better yeah income. Yeah, and uh, so it was it was a hard decision. Uh, the years I had there were so so precious yeah so i mean the stories like that house could tell at keiki yeah it was just that whole zone was just un- unbelievable
1: yeah i can imagine i mean i can't imagine being a rep in hawaii because i mean repping at, and at that age well i mean it's, a with hardly any yeah but any i was, tricking, it was even though
2: i was working as a rep i wasn't in the surf shops like what we do now yeah right, today is like a you're, turned making, into it, a you're passion, making a living. you know i yeah. really enjoy what, what i do today as a rep but back then i never i never ever thought that i would be like oh i could take this and apply it to i should go try to be a rep in the surf market yeah like yeah. It never even fl- crossed my mind it's yeah. funny right like yeah because you see yeah. friends of yours that have done it and then when i moved back that's when you know things started to slow down money started getting tighter one of, during one of the recessions that we had, and it was like things were just getting tighter and yeah. tighter. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to either need to figure something out. What am I gonna do? So yeah. I ended up starting with that sunglass brand, hoven back yeah. in the day, because one of my best friends I grew up with um, was working for him, and he got. I ended up getting paid a little bit of money to be a surfer for them to get photos. You know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever yeah. it was. and Yeah, but they and they then that turned in. Yeah, and then that turned into where as they started growing, and like Chad Navarro was there, and my buddy tony and Alan, and uh, and then it just turned into where chad's like hey dude wanna, look we'll pay you a little bit more and you're gonna get on the road with me and i'm gonna turn you into a rep yeah and i was just like oh, so that was the okay. first industry, that was my first gig yeah. so i was still surfing a bit making a little money there but started working with them yeah Doing the repping thing.
0: And did they have a previous rep at the time? Or they say, hey, just in-house? It was house, still pretty new. So, the,
2: so, so Cal, like, what was your the, job? The brand I was doing, basically, so, like, Orange County in, in yeah. San Diego. Nice. But mainly focused. But if the brand was new at the time, so they were they had money, and they were going full steam ahead. And uh, so it was kind of growing until the wheels fell off. And so Hoven was, like... You know, that was my um, intro point, yeah yeah what's that that was my intro yeah and that was like surf. the
0: emerging, uh, you know emerging sunglass mm-hmm. brand that
1: like yeah. what it wasn't so saturated wasn't yet. so saturated but they yeah. came out and getting there but yeah, yeah.
2: but there was a, a good price point Good price point and, and they came in good styles yeah and they you know they got they had Archie on the board they had Corey Duffel which was awesome they had Jason Jesse involved who was a yeah. good close friend of mine that I grew up with in San Juan and then uh you know they got Aki on board, so I yeah. had to hang out with Aki a little bit, Shit. which was freaking awesome. So what, Aki's didn't ride for Oakley. Well, he did, <laughs> he did. But he did. I remember the Hoven
0: on his yeah. board for a while. I don't, I, I don't
1: remember that. I do.
0: Yeah. You do. don't remember your, you know everything. Yeah. Um, but what was it like selling? You know, going into the the shops. You know, did you have an account list already with like? Yeah, they a already they list? already
2: had an account list and like a full attack list of the ones they wanted and ha- already had some shops open. Ashley. and uh, yeah so it was it was you know and and then i i knew you know i knew all the guys at killer dana that ran that shop yeah the guys at lsns and uh obviously hss i still you know knew Aaron really well and uh yeah so we started getting into the jacks and hss all the bigger ones and uh, and it started doing pretty well Nice. nice and so i was kind of there just just doing that and they were getting you know, I was basically full time, yeah, for them, and then still being able to chase the surf when the surf got good. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I just I like hearing these stories because you know I'm sure you've had it and we've all had been asked like you know a million times, whether it's a shop kid or an industry or a kid's you know one of your soccer parents like how do you how did you even get in your industry how did you get that job yeah. it sounds so awesome I what, is there any opportunity you know like sure. you get hit up all the time and it's kind of hard to pinpoint you know, it's yeah. like well we grew up. In this industry you know as yep. part of it surfing and then you know doors open up or opportunities open yep. up and you know here you are still surfing making a living sunglass opportunity opens up and you got to start from somewhere goes, and that's Sports. so where do you start
1: you just brought up a conversation I wanted to have with Casey because I don't I'm pretty sure is you Casey where you were somewhere at a party in st. Clemente and it was a bunch of, like, surf coach parents. And, oh, shit. <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: And, and, I'm probably going to offend someone now. Well,
1: we don't have to name names, but what? didn't that happen where you kind of had to set somebody in place and say, Look, man, your kid has a, a 0.0 chance of becoming a pro surfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The reality yeah, so, of
0: uh, setting in, because you yeah. guys know
1: more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. yeah,
2: one of my friends... yeah, at my friend's house, they were having a little get together with some other parents. I think there was like three moms around the table, and uh, all three of them, I forget what kids they were, but they're all great little surfers. from San Clemente that are, yeah, know, they're talking about how they're not going to school and they're doing homeschool and they're they're focused on doing the tour and all this stuff and and my buddy's wife asked me he's like hey you know can you can you talk to my friends about your <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm like well I've had a couple of beers and do you want me to be honest and she's yeah. like yeah no I want you to be honest because I'm you know I didn't go to college I wish I did you know you can always look back at the things not, you didn't do you're but you're not you're not
0: sending them in place no because you're being mean or,
2: or dismissive you're you're just telling them that there's a is. handful like, yeah, of things I would have gonna changed this is going to benefit you yeah but looking back if you change anything it'll fuck up what happens in the future so yeah, yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, school's so important. Yeah. And, and call, getting those first four years of college, I think, is a very important thing. And yeah. uh, So anyways, you know, when I see all these kids, you know, doing all these 360 years and, you know, every kid nowadays surfs good you get down T Street and there's a freaking, it's gnarly. Like, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of good surfers. And there's definitely the cream of the crop of the kids that are, are got a ton mm-hmm. of potential. Yeah. So, yeah. Anywho, they, they asked me what I thought, and uh, I told them that I think they were that any parent that is putting taking their kid out of school to focus on getting to be a pro surfer would be a foolish thing to do, and that they should at least go through high school yeah. and at least two years of community college, unless they're a Kaloe yeah. or unless they're a John John and they're getting paid a, $100,000. A $1, and yeah. just from what I know and from what I see. There's only a handful of these guys getting paid these big, giant contracts. Yeah. And the middle tier, which is where I would have put myself back in the day, making a living, getting to go travel and surf contest, should have spent that time focusing on, on school because I, I could have flown through that. And then still, by the time I was making the most money I was ever making as a surfer, I was like 27, yeah, yeah. 28. So it's like... And they were kind of a uh, little taken back but, <laughs> that's like well,
0: what we we want to hear? Hear? I thought my kids what? got he's gonna it? sign a million dollar mm-hmm. contract. And
2: I'm like, Well, if you really think about it, there's not a whole lot of money that's being given out to these kids in that middle tier. So unless you're winning if he's if your son's winning every single contest he gets into and being asked to go on all these trips and he's over in Hawaii surfing in Hawaii, yeah, which none of your kids are doing all winter long, then you're 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 basically setting them up. For failure and yeah. one of the moms got pretty pissed. And I was just <laughs> like, Hey, you asked me what I thought. I've been there, done that. And yeah. if it was my kid, I mean, literally, they could do both things. They could yeah. still go to school, they could still be a great surfer, and they're not going to be winning world titles until they're a developed surfer. And that's going to not be till they're 22, yeah, 23, yeah. 24. There's well, only, I mean, yeah, hey, I and, know it, and and John John and, and some of those guys, the McFannings of the world, there's for sure. No.
1: Honestly, I slick. love it because you know we we get frustrated surfing cr- crowded places like Huntington and seeing kids that should be in school that should be yeah. learning <laughs> not just not just getting education but also. Yeah. Having social interaction with other yeah, people totally.
2: to make them well-rounded citizens in the future. And high school, I think, is so important for that—not just yeah. the grades, but that social interaction. Yeah, it's more so than ever before now with the social media. I mean, the phones—it's like I hate my phone. Yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't live without it. Yeah, sure. I do all my work on it. My wife tracks me on it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can keep track my kids on it. It's yeah. like so even for my kids, I would love for them to grow up like I did and be able to just run amok in the creek and yeah. hey come in when the streetlights come on yeah, but now yeah. it's just different it's it different. is different and so now every you know every, but that is, every kid is just like this the that whole time. is
1: such a great story because it, it's so relevant to what's going on in the world of surf today you know like it's it's a shame that it, it I mean honestly I'm jealous of yeah. that kid but in reality in the future like mm-hmm. you know you
2: hope for the best right like well, and unfortunately, with all the COVID and stuff we've been dealing with this last year, you think, I mean, marketing budgets are gone. Done, yeah. So it's you like that mid tier, which was always a tough tier, anyways. Like, once again, I think me and Jay were the timing that we had during the industry and when it was, there was just a lot going on. Yeah. And, you know, now I just don't, it's just like and that, and you're that, either getting a photo incentive and in a free box of clothes every three months or yeah. you're getting paid $250,000. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's unfortunate and that's super i think i think that's that you know lies on the shoulders of the industry as well because you know great brands like a quicksilver and um like an o'neill and all these you know kind of old school generation brands that have survived you know the the ups and downs of the last 30 40 years they've always had and even volcom took you know their the page out of the notebook of you know shop kid you know, yep. best kid, best shop. Who's our best shop? Okay, let's make sure we got the best kid on their team. On our, on, yep. you know, and they're at that level. And then, then you look at it like a regional or a state or West Coast, East Coast. Okay, let's like make sure we got the best like East Coast, West yep. Coast. And then let's make sure we got the the best kid that's aspiring to be like a tour guy yep. or whatever. So there's always layers within the, the the marketing plans of these companies, and there's always a place where a local you know, Ripper could make some money, maybe go to school. Yep. Yeah. They, there was also, you know, pro-ams and, and you know, yep. that we were able to not have to travel halfway around the world to compete. Yep. And, totally. So there was, there was a lot of money back then, but it was being divvied up a little yep. better than it is today. Yeah. You know, right now it's a marquee player. Yeah. And then you're getting a box in the sticker yeah. and yeah. a photo ends in it. Or, yeah. or like the, ground. there's like no photo, the, in the, the, you know, the, all
2: but. the getting the best team kids and at each shop. Yeah. Or, you know still have their own life and doing their stuff but they rip surfing or fishing or diving or hunting whatever they do
3: yeah
0: they're doing that stuff. and that i mean that's just different times and everything now with the social media and stuff and you know we had the the magazines and that was so important to, to, to show up in the magazines and, <laughs> totally. and and to be in the video that you know snapping pur- turtles putting out a movie
2: a year or taylor, taylor steel. steel whatever you need yeah, to to make get sure. those parts in that movie were huge and so.
1: yeah i mean it help both of you for sure parlay us, yeah. your careers to move on yeah. to the next tier if we, if, if
2: we didn't have those platforms if we didn't have those relationships with those and, guys yeah and wouldn't again happen. Re- relationships because yeah.
0: there's a lot of guys that ripped that never even got in a freaking one of those movies yeah. and it could have yeah. been where they were could have been their attitude because could have been like dumb luck it but you know to be able to you know again work work that angle with those guys and, and be able to follow it up next year yeah. you know and next yeah. year and in having it prolonged yeah <laughs> a lot of
1: the things that we that come out of our conversations with our with you know guys like you is is like real life lessons you know that people should pick up on and like take you know take heed in especially the kids like you you guys Not only were great surfers, right, but you're also good people. Which you know you work hard. Depends on who you talk to. (laughs) (laughs) But but you know what I'm saying? No, that that goes along with. Like you said, Jay. Like you could rip, but if you're
0: dick, Art Brewer's not gonna fucking invite you to (laughs) your but but on the trip. But on the side note of that too is you also knew you had to know how to network and, and also your work ethic. Like I would call. You know Rob Keith down in Oceanside, like, and try to hook up with him. I called Mike up and you know, yep. you you had to kind of like, you had to network. You had to yeah. network. You had to play your odds on like, you know, work with photographers. Those are the other ones with working with the magazines, like, hey, I'm gonna get on this trip. Pete Frieden would he would call me all the time, like, dude, you're you're fun to hang out with. You're mm. easy. Yeah. You never no drama. You're ready to go. And you know, the the, the more you could, you know, re- outreach. This is live. The better. Hey. Kenworthy, where are you gonna be? Where, where are you gonna be filming
1: tomorrow? Oh, that place is shitty. Taylor, <laughs> hey, like, I'll be at oceanside. See you there. Dude, no, For Kenworthy. I, I, I hate to say <laughs> it, but Worthy, that was I true. Was... <laughs> you
2: were you were looking at okay, where's it gonna be best? Where's my best opportunity yeah. to, you know? And then you would start working with me, yeah. and Rob Keys and Art and Larry and all yeah. these guys. Yeah. And it's like if you were like showed up at the beach with somebody else, you would have been like. If I showed up at Creek with a different photographer and Flame yeah. was down there, he'd be like, Yeah, you're oh. black- cheating you're on me. No, you're blackballed. <laughs> yeah, like literally, I will not turn my camera towards That's you. That's yeah. so funny. Flame, like, it, it, it Flame told me, He's all, I got
0: one of the best shots I've taken in a long time of you, and it's going to be like a quarter page and would have been like a two page spread if you had color. Yeah. And he's all, you need to put more color on yeah. And I'm like, Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Yeah. Next thing you know, like, I'm showing up with. You
2: know what he asked for. Yeah. You know, you know who was one of the best of that, Jason Hoey. Jason Hoey, for sure, dude. He got, he got multiple covers at closeout tubes because yeah. he had, yeah, color coordinated and was at the right place at the right time and surfed well. Yeah, Flame told him that, right? Yeah. Well, he knew he he tried to. I mean, there was a handful of guys that definitely. Yeah. I mean, we all did it. Yeah. But I mean, it was it made a huge difference. Yeah. Dude, well, think of okay.
1: There's been a lot of covers in this world, right? In this... In, in mm-hmm. surfing, oh, yeah, surfing, well, surfing. for sure. 50, 50, but 50, 60 years to, of to be 90, on the cover, right? That's... Almost special. like winning the yeah. lotto. And Hoey... Probably got what? I
2: think he had I two. I know or, he had at least two. Yeah, on, I think he surfing. Surfing. At least two. two or three. Le- at least two on, on surfing. and He might have had another one on surfing.
1: And yeah. no disrespect to Hoey, but... Wow.
2: Oh, of all working. these people in the world,
1: working. yeah, you know he was at the right place at the right time. Oh, no, but that was like, twice. like but Flame was
0: good at it. Flame was, at, was good at it. Flame was an incredible photographer. It was Salt Creek right at his backyard, front yeah. yard, whatever. And he was the editor chief at the magazine. <laughs> so it, yeah. to go shoot photos with these other photographers yeah. that are freelancing, whatever, yeah. versus the staff photographers yeah. like a brewer, you know yeah. these guys that. They contributed the magazine. They're staff. Like they're, they they. It's a, it's
2: got more weight. And there when you was do a get lot of up and coming photographers, which once again go back to what Jay was saying, like different time I mean, there was no autofocus and take 500 photos. It was like you had a roll of 36, and if you were swimming in the water, yeah, you had 36 photos. 36 period. chances to. 36 get one chances shot. and yeah. like so. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these younger photographers would, would start working under the guy like Larry and Flame at, at surfing or the, the brewers and whoever was at that, Jason Murray at surfer magazine and like, yeah, so you were trying to just, all right, where do I need to be? We love you, hoey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: but I mean, it, so it goes back to, you know, like we were just saying, you gotta, you gotta rip, you know, you gotta learn how to network and work hard. It's like, you know, there's not just one, oh, you rip and everything got handed to you and you just got good shots. Cause yeah. you rip. It's like, there's a lot more that goes into it. It's yeah. like, you know, you gotta be at the right place at the right time. And obviously a reform. lot of people have to earn it. Yeah. You well, know. now yeah. it's
2: just such a bummer that one there's no magazines anymore. Such a like, honor. at least to not have like Surfer being gone just kills me. But Surfer and surfing were like our our Bibles, and yeah. I mean it was such an, a huge part of our lives. And then you know yeah we got Surfline, but now it's like everything that happens you see on someone's Instagram in 30 seconds after they get off the water. So it's yeah. like there's no you know you see it on Surfline, it's not the same as the magazine. So it's like you, unless you got. You know, now it's interesting seeing the kids that are, you know, Mason Ho, Jamie O'Brien, those guys that have got these huge followings on Instagram and they're creating their own brand. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's their another- own, their own worth that, that is now beyond what, and that's where a company I feel, could tell them what to do. Yeah.
0: And that's what I feel like this, this industry needs yeah. more than ever is, you know, and, and we talk about it and, and it's on social media is more surfer owned brands and, you know, get corporate out and, you know, let these. Brands grow organically through that the athlete being the ambassador, being the, the man, you know that's you know got the the forefront of what he wants. This is my design, or I want it to be like this. Yeah, you know it's a little different than somebody that has business smarts and money that just wants to you know yeah be a tap part of, into the tap in. on it.
2: yeah so well we are seeing that you know definitely seeing new brands come and go or coming up and some are going you know <laughs> some, are, some are going but it's it's a definitely different. Yeah, different outreach, you know, and you don't yeah. have the big fives and the sportslays and Macy's and all these big chains it, that that basically took surfing and all of a sudden kind of but sucked the, soul, sucked the soul out of it. Yeah, but the poly, but and the, all the big brands, whether it be the Vulcans yeah. or the Quicksilvers or the Billabongs, it's like before they knew it, the core was just a small portion of their business. Yeah. But the big chains were such a huge part of it, and they had nothing to do with surfing. They nothing. didn't give a shit about it. Nothing, nothing. but they if, weren't putting any of that money back in i mean it might have been going to some of the mm-hmm. obviously for the marketing yeah but it was hurting the the core yeah. which is where yeah but you know we, we that's also
1: your, that's your mainstay for being
0: relevant being relevant yeah, yeah. but you know we also yeah. don't talk about like the the politics in the magazine side you know it's like oh if you got a good shot no how ha- all it also you got all these big brands spending money oh yeah and they're gonna put their athlete their logo and the cover and in the spreads and in the you know for so there's sure. a lot of you know politics where there could be good shots but it's like well i gotta i gotta put some of these athletes in because that sponsor is spending this much a year with their yeah. advertising yeah. you know so there's very a lot of
2: very seldom would you see there was a couple covers where it was like some random guy but it was just an amazing tube shot and they would run it but for the most part like they said if you didn't have bill bomb Quicksilver, yeah Volcom. And those guys were, I mean, rightfully so, like, dude, we're spending $200,000 in marketing. Yeah. We want three covers.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's... And those guys game. would
2: get those shots anyway. So it yeah. wasn't like, it was like, okay, we got to give them a shitty no, shot. They, like they, they were getting, their top guys would they, get... They had they thousands of photos to choose Thousands from. of photos to
0: choose from. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, that's an interesting angle that people don't, you know, that necessarily don't think about is, you know, how the magazines and the advertising worked and how that flowed into you know, marketing and athletes and sponsors. And I mean, it's, it's
2: a bummer because now it's dead. It, it is. It's a bummer. It's literally gone.
0: Yeah. yeah. And now well, you have to be your, your shameless, you know, shamelessly like self promoter, you know, yeah. to,
2: well, I hope
1: magazines like free surf, keep going. Yeah. Microtronic, um,
2: surfers journal. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. we just, and we need to tell people to support it if if they want them to. Yeah, you know, I was I was bummed
2: like to see stabbing. I was bummed to see Blisco because yeah. I, I really enjoyed looking at that and I know oh, how hard no, no, Nick, bliss. Nick and Joey worked you know on that and uh, it was just such a shame to see that just be like dude it's is it really worth it? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a different different time, yeah. you know.
2: And go back to
0: but the how... passion's still there within every within like. The, the surfer and the culture and the community, you yeah. know, it's just, it's got to figure out how to make it profitable where, you know, people have got to make soft tops. <laughs> <laughs> start a soft top company. Well, is I think we missed that like, level. I, <laughs>
2: biggest... I don't know. It depends on how fast they get those, those things, containers unloaded. Yeah. The, well, the two of the biggest
1: bloggers in the world are like novelty soft top, um, surfers. Like that's kind of what yeah. s- sells. Yeah. Like sex sells, but soft yeah. tops do too.
0: That's funny.
2: But but, <laughs> yeah, but I think true. it's it's also really talking about Kalani and Jamie? No. Well, well Kalani too. Yeah, but, but too. Ben Gravy, yeah. Jamie
1: yeah. and Kalani.
0: Like, but I th- but I think, you know, when we were surfers and even up until probably, you know, You're still five surfer. years ago. No, I meant like as a as a pro paid like, athlete. <laughs> paid athlete. Um you know everybody was dreaming like, oh you know, the best trip, best photo, this, that, you know, was very like commercial, like driven and very like, I, I would say like uh high caliber yeah. now with these guys doing the soft tops and why it's resonating. Cause it's, it's bringing the fun back, you know, totally. and having, it's okay to be a kooky sometimes and it's okay to show your wipeouts, you know, mm-hmm. and it's okay to like ride a different board and. You know, back in the day, if you rode different boards, were like, dude, what are you doing on that? You look like crap. Or, <laughs> you know, you're going to ruin your surfing, surfing that twin fin or single fin. Now it's like, no, actually, it's going to help you because it's going to make you more well-rounded and I'm going to have fun. I would have crappy session. We're, we're, we're talking about California conditions yeah. most of the time. I mean, it's been unbelievable <laughs> this last two months yeah. of swell, but typically, you, you know, you would get bored riding your thruster every day, you know? Like, ah, oh, I got to yeah. stay motivated. Now, when you look at your quiver... It's not all high-performance shortboards and step-ups. It's yeah. like single fin, soft top. Twin fin, fish. Yeah. You know, like, you, you have all these, you know, fun tools, you know, to go out and, and rip. And, and I think that's what these guys are, you know, like, you know, Sean. the Bing Gravy's and the, and the Kalani's and the Jamie O'Brien's and the guys, you know, especially, yeah. you know, uh, Mason. Holy crap, that guy. Oh, my you know? gosh. Well, hey,
2: anyway, I mean, Kalani's done a great job yeah. and had a huge resurgence and... Such a great surfer, but I mean, yeah. he and just looks—he looks like he's just having so much fun. And then you watch Jamie, who's got—you know—he's doing such amazing stuff, and then yeah, has all this funny stuff that he's doing. That's just—I mean—it's so fun to watch. It yes.
1: is. What's funny and weird when you say Kalani, and and it's vlogging, right? Yeah. He's making a living off it. It's not even him. It's that other dude, Beef's TV. Like oh, Kalani yeah. just kind of doesn't even. Kalani just uses beefs tv
0: which is somebody else
2: which is oh. i'm oh, sure they're i'm, I'm sure, sure they know how that, that works i don't, have I don't know how many instagram i don't
0: even need to be on the show so we can get the ins and outs <laughs> yeah. bro yeah barn stop dodging <laughs> no but um but yeah i don't know if they're partners or how that works but um but yeah i mean it just goes to show you know okay you don't have to be the the best tour surfer to make a living like there's guys making a living that are great surfers and Could be pro surfers at at the highest level of,
2: you know, the the tour. Especially now since there's Who's your favorite
1: um,
0: vlogger to
2: watch right now? Oh, Mace Ho and Jamie for sure. Mason Ho? Mason Ho. Me too. Mace is just. Me too. He just stokes me out. I want
1: Archie to not talk and just do what Mason Ho does. Just have (laughs) some rad surfing in it. No talking, just rad surfing because we all will still watch Archie surfing, right? Yeah, and just get kind of just do what fucking
0: Mason's doing, putting sick music to him surfing. I don't right? know. You, you, you watch that current? We just talked about the current drop, and it's kind of cool to watch these guys play music and talk and. Yeah, fins and was it like but, there was some crazy
2: he, like barrel or airs. Yeah. It was but, like, oh my gosh, that's look. He's riding this funky board and he's yeah. having fun. No, I know, jamming out. Yeah, Kern's got a weird personality, <laughs>
1: and 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 you know, you, you know him more than we do. Archie's pretty like
2: he's super cool, but you I don't, don't think him. Archie's going to do that. Yeah, but he you could. Know, I, mean, I mean, I would watch Archie. You would watch Archie surf yes. if you no, had for sure. If you had sure. cool
1: music to Archie's
2: Archie's Garage yeah. TV,
1: yeah, Come and on. And all you do is surf, and you have
0: cool music, yeah. you'd watch yeah. it. R- watch
2: wrenching it. on cars, yeah. doing building stuff, yeah. freaking. Hey, can like, we can we do good. a
0: surf side of this? And I'll just go do the surf, and we could do this on the podcast and research JLR. I can make a second running. What? Sure.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna work on my. Is it what do you call vlogs? I'm gonna go get i am I'm gonna go get I I gotta really work on my vlog content. Yeah. All right. So. Talking
1: about today, have you done, done any um, wave pools yet?
2: No, I have not. Why not, bro? I just haven't. I haven't done the BSR one, and uh, we
1: got to get you out there.
2: have yeah, BSR,
1: either BSR or fucking Slater's. Yeah. Well, that Slater. would be awesome, but I,
2: yeah, it just has it just hasn't happened. Yeah, I don't really. Salty I mean, don't get me have wrong. A sales meeting there. We were, it's funny you say that, because we were planning on it prior to all COVID. the COVID stuff. And oh. that's still, you know, we probably will one day at, at the BSR one. Yeah. Go and go do something like that. That's been tough. Our last couple of sales meetings we did prior to COVID, we got to get everybody out here and go fishing on the boats, which was super fun. But, yeah. You know, that's what's cool. Mo- almost every one of the guys associated all still, they love to surf, love to fish. So yeah. The wave pool thing would be fun.
0: So let's just retract a little bit, like. You, you got an industry with Hoven doing sunglasses, yep. still making some pro surf money. At what point did, did you just go all in? Did you pick up another brand
2: or two? Yeah. Or? Um, started eventually working for Block Surf, Block which surf. was huge. Larry Block's been in business for 40 years and yep. basically a distributor. So he sells, we sell everything from leash strings for 10 cents all the way up to Thule racks and board bags, Dean kit, like everything. So. Yeah he's been working with all the shops so that I was that was a like huge yeah, of course of course so when i finally got the the gig to rep block surf and they had a, a rep down in san diego that was basically just not really doing a whole lot yeah and he worked at a shop great guy but he was just not hustling hustling and i, and I knew larry a little bit and i'm like larry dude I'll let me take over orange county for you and he's like well i've had this rep for like 10 years And i'm like yeah but he he's not coming up to Orange County. He's Basically, so you know, the San Diego rep did Orange County and San, and Diego, San Diego. but He lived down there, so it was... yeah. So he's like, okay, finally, you know, he gave me Orange County, and after about a year, you um, I was doing pretty good. And he's just like, hey, I'm going to give you San Diego too. And you know, I had some connections in San Diego, but not that much on yeah. the retail side. So once I got that, then I was, you know, I had Block and then Hoven. And yeah, still, you know, surfing, not not really like getting any salary, but yeah, getting free stuff and. Some photo incentive and whatnot but uh so that was it and then uh, the wheels Oh, at one point you know, after that i uh was still real good friends with matt and mike at, at lost and and all that and lost was doing really good and uh that position for san diego came up for a rep for lost That's and uh, i went after that had no experience in the clothing which was new to me yeah but was passionate about the brand and, and the guys behind it and uh ended up getting that so that was my first uh real clothing deal was this uh, back when they
0: were doing their energy drink and everything they were blowing up it
2: was right like they already had the energy drink and they were they were blowing up and like when i got it it was like just when they were just starting to come down so like Mm. i had you know got the job got my sample line started talking to my buddy about what do i how do i talk about this how i talk about what am i what am i doing yeah (laughs) basically and uh yeah, I started going into all these shops, and it was kind of a eye-opener because they're, like, already, like, kind of shrinking the clothing side of the brand, which yeah. was kind of difficult for me because they had all these big expectations. And I was just like, dude, well, I'm walking into all these appointments, and they're like, yeah, doing? we're taking you off the wall and giving you a gondola, or we're cutting it from this amount to this amount. And I was like, wow, why? Why? And it's like, well, it's just, you know, we're... Looking at selfie reports, and this is what we're dealing with. So, what, And what was I it, do you think? Marketing, design, a little
0: bit of uh, both,
2: team? That's I always mean, been an interesting dynamic just because, you know, they've done such a great job with the surfboards. Yeah. You know, not just Matt himself with Mayhem, but um with it being lost surfboards. And that's, you know, and Channel Islands did it back in the day. They Channel came out Islands, with a clothing company. Yeah, yeah. They were pushing the Channel Islands clothing, and it would completely just flopped That's and there was like you got channel steps. islands and you got lost you got the two biggest branded surfboards yeah. and you know so i just don't think the clothing and lost is i think done a great job they had some great success of course but it just yeah. it hasn't turned into like yeah. the volcom or the
1: it's the, like one. it's like we get it right like if you have a successful brand you you want to diversify your portfolio and you want Everyone to other but sometimes it works and seldomly it does and most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, it's like, tough. Rusty was Rusty. pretty much... T- dominating. Yeah. It dominated for for fucking years. For and years, you're yeah. like, okay, this will never go away. Yeah, And what happens? It, it went away. Yeah. And again, Channel Islands, You know, we had Lambrise on and I didn't know but he was... Kind of spearheading the soft goods and accessories of Channel Islands, but it's too hard. No one, you know, because yep. in this world of of you look at the the, the pie of, a, of of retail. Yep.
2: The pie is big. No, no one's coming to you saying, "Hey, we got a big chunk of this pie that we need to fill." <laughs> yeah. You want to fill it, from Somebody else. <laughs> you know, it's it's like already. It's, 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 it's someone's losing their. Someone's losing their losing share. Something. Yeah. yeah to get and, to get you to be in that spot and yeah. it's
1: crazy because lost it was so uh in your face kind of like tongue in cheek and They've you always know they stayed true to themselves it, it was it was it could have been and it was a you know an yeah. apparel brand that yeah. people were digging at one point in time right yeah
0: they had well it was just that whole i think vibe with the with, Vol- with, with Volcom doing the like youth against establishment yeah, yeah. and just edgy and you know kind of the middle finger to the yeah. industry and everybody and everything going my mm-hmm. own way, Lost was yeah. took yeah. that same. So, so was the
1: was it right after they were doing the? We have Mick Fanning and it was like a Mexican guy. <laughs> Remember those ads?
0: Oh, they're so good. The, the oh big, yeah, yeah.
2: The,
1: the Lost, yeah, yeah. We have that was you fun.
0: know some three-time some Mexican champ Mick yeah. Fanning. <laughs> They did yeah, some really they, creative they stuff. They
2: got some, yeah, exactly. They got, they did some really creative stuff. They would be a good, get Matt and Mike on here. That'd be funny stories. Yeah. So that, so you took, so I did lost for, I think I lasted like six months and I was like, Ooh, maybe, and maybe eight quick. months. It was just, it was just tough. It was just really, the timing was tough and I was getting kind of, you know, I still had, was working for Hoven and doing block and, uh, Went back to the guys at Hoven and were just like, Hey, if you can get me back to where I was, I would rather just go to you know both feet in with you guys than than be in and chasing around four seasons, yeah, and, so uh, wait, did you quit hoven to to do lost no or? they they but they Divvied up the territory? They, they were paying me a draw or not a draw they were paying me a salary mm. oh. so they were paying me to work, and it was pretty good it was really good so when I decided to take lost, knowing that I was probably going to take six months before I started seeing any income come in they're like all right well we'll pay you this much for the next couple months and then you're going to go to this and commission only it was a little bit more than that but it was yeah which was nice of them but it was definitely like oh okay yeah and then things just weren't what you know and and loss was going through some different growing pains in there you know in La Jolla and then they were coming out, they came out of La Jolla and, and there was just a lot of moving parts going on at that time. And I was just yeah. like, dude, I, I, I need something super, you know, I just got married and, uh, we were, I was just like, I need something that's, I know Stay I can on. count on. So yeah. Yeah. Went back, got them to, to agree to get me back on board. So I was just, once again doing Hoven and block again. And then the wheels fell off at Hoven and all the, Everything everybody just scattered like ants and that happened kinda overnight and just basically mismanaged money and all that. So that was kinda like all, all of a sudden I was just doing block. Wow. Which was doing all right, you know. It was doing all right. But yeah. And then the guy two of the guys that were with Hoven forever, we had to go through a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo and once the dust cleared with that, um, I didn't know at the time but they ended up starting Matson after a year of waiting for all the bs to, to stop and when they started that i jumped in with those guys so started out with madsen doing block and that's when you know it wasn't too long after that that i was talking to milo and you know they actually sent me salty crew guys sent me a box Here. that i had no idea i just get this box at my house with this card that i still have a yeah. handwritten letter from jared and milo like hey you know think you're cool blah whatever it said and Here's a cool little box of a couple tees and hats. And I was just like, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, that's different. That's true. Like, you know, if you told me this, like, hey, we're going to start a brand called Salty Crew. I'd have been like, really? Yeah. (laughs) But at the first moment I laid eyes on the shirt, I was just like, well, that's, uh, that's me.
0: It makes sense. It connects. That's cool. So
2: I'm like proud to wear it, all that stuff. And I started talking to to Milo and didn't really know Jared that much at all. Um, And then started, you know talking to him a little bit because he was the reef rep at the time and i'd see him on the road and you know just great great guy and uh i, I remember which is kind of a funny story but uh so i'm talking to milo and milo's like oh yeah you know we're, you know cause it's starting to to grow like i'm seeing it around because they they'd seeded it well by sending these boxes to like
3: yeah
2: you know milo's top 12 reps and a bunch of these other guys to where all of a sudden it starts kind of like little seeds are like planted and uh I'm like, well, Milo, when are you gonna get a rep? He's like, oh, well, you know, we're looking at one right now. I'll let you know. And so they ended up uh, tried to get Joel Olnick to be the rep for Salty Crew, and it was right in the infantile stage. Yeah. And Joel turned it down, and I got it because Joel Joel was already in in with, you know, he was good friends with the guys at Rourke. Yeah. Rourke was already like starting and going, so he he committed to, to to Rourke. And then when I think when they asked him to do it because. You know, he dives, and he'd already been doing the apparel and all this stuff. So then they, they called me up and like, "Hey, do you boy, want did, it? They, did they dodge a bullet?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oldick is a dork. Uh, yeah. oh. is a coot. Just
2: kidding, and, uh, Joel. Kidding. It's awesome. Stoked for Joel. He's stoked. He's I think yeah, he's no, happy I with Electric and, and and Rourke, and it worked out for me because it was the perfect scenario for me because literally Jared handed me Jared Milo handed me four t-shirts, and four hats, and said. Here you go. Here's your line. See what you can do. And Jared's like, hey, just like we got it in Mitch's La Jolla, and I think there was, I think Claremont had a couple tees at the time. I mean, we literally had like four tees and four hats. Like, and, and that end. was
0: your territory, San Diego, or Orange County China? and San
2: Diego. Yeah. So I was like, cool, you know. You know yeah. Started talking. How, how hard was it getting, to get in the hangar? It, <laughs> it wasn't that hard. So yeah, mm. hangar had it, but once again, it was so small you know and I'm still at that point like I, this is so cool but I didn't really think it was going to just blow up like I knew it was gonna could be good but I didn't yeah. know what to expect and yeah. it was like and almost everything camp-
1: too right like
2: yeah camp- I'm not a fisherman like Jared or some of these guys but I yeah. can tie a knot and catch fish he
0: knows how to yeah. shoot a gun and bow and arrow and- yeah. Yeah, 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 I li- yeah I like yeah. to
2: kill stuff I can eat yeah but uh any so I was pretty blown away like the response at the shop level was like oh cool well you know, we like you, Casey, you're a good dude, and, and Salty Crew, we've been seeing we'll it around, dozen, they, they all like Jared, everyone knew who Jared was, and yeah. and Milo for that matter too, and they're just like, Shew, you know, yeah, send us some hats and some tees, and it was like those first two years, it was all at once, hats yeah. and tees, and it was just like, every other week I'd go in there, I'd be yeah. like, ah, oh, we'll take another 20 hats, another yeah. couple of stacks of tees, and it was just all count and fill, and then we started making some cut and sew, which was mediocre at best, but you know, especially competing against... The rukas and billabongs and quicks, like cutting, so it was just a whole different yeah. ball game. So it just started, it just started going and going and going. It was just amazing. Yeah. And then it started. How long? How then long the, have you been doing? The speed started coming. How long you been doing it since the beginning? Was that was their first rep. That was their first rep, and I think it's been shit seven years now. So crazy. Seven. Yeah. So crazy. So Time that, was, that was their first rep, and then Willie was their second rep, which was. Freaking awesome, because I always looked up to Willie when I was a kid. Yeah. And Another we great knew surfer. him. Oh, man. He resting was, he was he. just R. a P. Resting, dude. He'll make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> he was a good dude. Yeah. I awesome. oh, no, but, but watching him as a pro surfer and looking up to him and then watching him as, like, this iconic rep that was just oh smashing it back in the day with Quicksilver and all yeah. these guys. Because I had some good friends that were in Quick, and, like, Willie was just, like, a god yeah. you know and just live at large and so For being to to get a... to meet to get to meet Willie on, the, on a, as a sales rep and get to pick his brain and spend like I was that before he passed I was talking to him like every day yeah yeah and he was just such he was just so fun to be around and
1: it's so it's so crazy and like uh to when you look at you know they say never judge a book by its cover right <laughs> and when you look at Willie you're like it, you know if, if you said hey did you know that that guy rips? Did you know that guy charges? Did you know that guy fucking... Yeah. You know, one of the coolest guys. Like, no, he doesn't look like that at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. But he was. For sure. And you're just no, like, he wow. lived it.
2: He he lived it hard. And yeah, he surfed. He was a good, He, amazing. Yeah. he did amazing. Yeah. He worked the photo side of things. He worked the contest side of things. He charged yeah. massive waves. And then as a fisherman, the guy was one of the gnarliest fishermen. Yeah. And
1: what's that, rad is like... Like Super say. humble. like yeah. He would never be like... Yeah,
2: Gen- yeah, genuine dude. Yeah. dude. So one of my yeah. one of my good friends that I met through Willie, Fred Hammer of Fury, another guy you should get on the show. Um, so Fred, he, this guy Fred Cleanshaw, he was Willie's neighbor. And Willie was always telling me, oh, you got to meet this guy, Fred. He's my, my neighbor. He freaking loves to hunt, surf, makes boards, and all this stuff. And uh, So when, unfortunately, when Willie passed, me and Fred became good friends but it was just crazy because fred was you know full surfer guy my art my age and grew up surfing idolizing willie and he's like dude i lived next door to this guy for eight years and never knew it was willie mars oh my god Because <laughs> i knew his name was willie but he fished and he, he, was fished a, he kind of surfed and, like but i just, but he, just never I mean, seen him surfing or anything and, and i'm surfed? like really And he's like yeah wasn't until one day you know he was out there tinkering on his boat and i started talking to him and you know, he asked me if I wanted a beer. So I forget what it was, but he walks into his garage, and he, if you walked into Willie's garage, it was just—it was pretty bare, and it just had like rolling racks, of all well, his rolling racks shit. But you wouldn't know it if you looked up, and he had a bunch of surfboards up there. And like, if you knew Willie and his airbrushes, you'd look, at me and go, that's Willie Morris.
0: Yeah.
2: And so Fred walks into his garage, it, it and it took and him eight years to figure out. So, that so I'm like, I don't know the exact. But it was a—it was a long time. And yeah. so he walks in, and he looks up, and he's like lightning bolt air spray <laughs> big guy named Willie he's like are you Willie Morris and he's like oh yeah he was just like dude it was so rad I just couldn't believe that I was living next to Willie Morris and this whole time
0: that's so classic <laughs> it's pretty cool it's typical yeah, awesome. of Willie yeah Willie i have run into him at accounts up in LA and stuff and he was just you know he's there getting work done just yeah. like all of us are but he would just hang out and just like yeah. shoot, the shit shoot the shit and this hang like you know usually we're we got a schedule you know we yeah. want to get in and out handle business
2: and you know get, do our thing and he he
0: was just like i'm hanging out here for I, the day yeah I and he would just want to he like
2: wanted to that. hear about what you were doing yeah, yeah. He, he didn't want to talk about himself or what he had done he just wanted to hear about what you like doing. Where, did you surf, where'd you yeah. start this week oh yeah like you know always
0: just genuine cool. yeah because we're like like you said you know we're like okay we're gonna try to
1: maximize our deal on the road right but you want to spend quality time with people but you want to maximize your time on the road oh yeah and and i envy guys like willie who are like you know i'm sure they maximize their time on the road too but they just seem so much more like laid back relaxed and fucking like yeah where where everyone that they come in contact with they're like yeah oh man he's the best you lar you're okay. Yeah. Willie's
0: the best. He's, he's probably doesn't have a, a kid he's got to pick up at daycare before it closes, <laughs> yeah. or you're going to get fined oh, extra money. The excuses. Oh, you got to get back for soccer practice or water polo practice or this or yeah. that.
2: <laughs> totally. Hey, yeah.
0: that's no, we, we, different. You know, being
2: yeah. in cells, we know it's like, yeah, I love the schmooze with yeah. the guys. And there's a lot of times, too, that counts are like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Tom, yeah, to leave? So, <laughs> here's your yeah. order. Go. So, uh, you were also part
0: of uh lockbox fin systems part owner yeah and what was owner. is that still around or yeah i know
2: we still have it kind of distributed through block surf but it's been yeah. uh it's been t- it's it was just super duper tough yeah competing against future and fcs i was super passionate about it and yeah invested a lot of time and money and uh In design just kind of just kind of had D tough stuff going on with my with my partners that i had yeah and uh So it just kind of, you know, we we were working with Rainbow Fin Company. They were making our fins, which was great. The box was a good box and uh, had the adjustability in it, which was great. But it just came down to, it was just such a hard market with FCS having such control of it. And then Future, who kind of beat us to the market a little bit sooner. And, you know, with such an easy click-on system, which still just baffles me, but it's now the norm. So it just got to the point where... I was putting in too much effort into it, to and not getting anything out of it in yeah. return. So I was like, "Well, I I brought it up that's just because you're a part
0: of it, but we we talk about surf and design, and you know we'll talk about shapes and stuff, but you know the surf fin and the foil and the rake and the in the cam, cam and like the it, everything about that is." super intricate, you know, mm-hmm. although there's formulas and what they stay, you know, what works for the most, but, you know, even the best shapers are like, my board's only as good as the fins that are on it, you yeah. know, for that condition. Well,
2: yes and no. It starts yeah. with the board. but For um, sure. Gotta have a good board. Gotta if have it, a good the board. the rocker's not there, the concave's with, pushing water. Without a doubt. It starts with the board, but the fins can definitely Jeez. enhance it yeah. or ruin it. And, yeah, for and, sure. You know, from a traveling perspective, but also just from I mean, really guys can have one surfboard and change their fins bigger, bigger fins for smaller waves, smaller fins for bigger waves is what I've always believed in. And you could literally have one or two boards and be able to switch out the fins. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Then you look at someone like Tom Curran, that's got that Derek Hyde inspired creation and he's, you know, gluing skim boards together and throwing these funky fins on there and all these weird things. And, and literally mentally, as crazy as it sounds, he's, Playing with stuff and finding something that works. Yeah. And uh you know, a lot of kids these days they don't fucking they don't know. Yeah. Even with the shapers, you know, seeing kind of comparing it to the photography before all the auto stuff happened and and film um was so prevalent, it was like guys had to shape boards with the freaking planer. Yeah. Now there's a lot of shapers out there that probably never even touched a planer.
0: Right? Yeah. That's, That's crazy. crazy enough. Enough. And like I've touched a planer, but just touched it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I still
2: I never shaped the board, which you know, it's kind of silly, but at the same time, I just it just blows me away watching Matt or any of those guys just take a piece of foam and spend an hour, you know, forty minutes on it to get it from a block to like a visible cutout from the, what the machines do now. Yeah, Before they actually start really like fine tuning the, the rails and putting the bottom in. Yeah. So you still
1: ride lost boards?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. What do you ride? Uh, right now, what I've been riding the freaking. I know that he has 100 forget. models. He's got so many models. Uh, I want to get a new round nose fish retro, so I actually got to call him up and try to order a couple of new boards. But I've been right i can't forget—not the step-up one, but it's that swordfish is pretty good. I haven't ridden the swordfish. I always loved the round. I was—I kind of really got into fishes, so the round-nosed yeah. fish has been fun. I was riding a puddle driver, the Uber driver. Uber was driver. fun. He's but also, I always—he's got I, some cool
1: names for board. Oh
2: yeah,
0: short round's really
2: good too. Yeah.
1: Isn't there a buggy something? Baby buggy? Yeah, that's Baby like buggy. one of Taj's Sub-buggy. models. Sub buggy. But he's got so many models. He's got so many.
0: Crazy. Well, he's got all these athletes yeah. and they, you know, they have their own models. And then he has. Not yeah, that many, I mean,
2: actually. If you look on the website, it's like Taj's. And then like the driver, I think, is what most of those guys are riding, which is like a yeah. variation of what Chloe's been riding now. Griffin. And, I mean, uh, yeah. I think the, the. I haven't spent a lot of time lately on a thruster at all which i need to break get, what are you I, I, love, I love the quads quad yeah. i've always been i've been a quad guy for a long time i love Gosh. the quads
1: on a fish style or like a regular board? anything
2: anything hmm. yeah put a, third, right? put a third fin in there I'd it like... feels like i've got a dragon and anchor but that that's also just because i'm a, not surfing that well anymore so it's like i, I need that freedom yeah. in there i'm not like
0: yeah you just gotta mix it up yeah.
1: don't get I... set in your ways yeah i'm set on two boards yeah a regular like groveler and then a, a like a retro twin mm-hmm. fin
2: plus one a two plus one and it's board. it's it's that's a huge part of having fun it doesn't yeah. matter what you ride but if you're having if fun if you're going fast and you're turning yeah it's it's i mean that's the thing some boards just don't go and you get on them and you, back when i was surfing a lot it's like you'd get on a board and you could tell in the first couple waves like yeah this you, board's you, not working
1: your yeah. guys's arrow was the fucking kelly well yeah we yeah
2: blades well and they were putting a ton of rocker in there which <laughs> i like flatter boards and yeah, yeah. kelly i mean kelly's little slipper thing whatever he was doing back in the day the guy's a freak yeah but back before the fin systems when you literally would get a board with glass ons you didn't have any options yeah so now it's like i have had boards that i've ridden where i'm like oh, Doesn't feel that good, and I'll change the fin configuration, and then all of a sudden, oh, well, it feels a little better. Yeah, I hung on to glass ons as long as I could traveling with fin blocks, and I had to
0: sacrifice bringing an extra board or two, you know, just to fit the glass ons in.
2: Now it's like a now it's not, yeah, it's like, well, you got a board with glass ons? No, not anymore,
0: (laughs) not anymore. I'm still out there, yeah, just for shits and giggles. So, tell us anything else about like. You know Casey Curtis that people don't know. You like to hunt, you said. I see what kind of game do you go after? My favorite is going out. I go elk hunting
2: every year. Trail hunting? yeah.
0: You go go a pheasant baby. or bird or what do you? What I, do you I go, we
2: we go dove hunting. I've been dove. dove hunting with my family since I since I was four. Yeah. With my dad. So I got got into hunting through my dad. My dad liked to hunt, but we would always go. September first is opening day for dove hunting. Yeah. So we'd always go dove hunting in Blythe or or Yuma, Arizona. Yeah. And that was always September first. So and that's like the kind of the start, like August, September, October, even November. Those four months are, are basically I, I, when when you would be able to go hunt deer, go hunt elk, bird hunting opens, and then duck hunting eventually opens and goes till about February. And,
3: and
1: you you uh, you're one of your hunting partners is Josh Hanson, right? Yeah.
2: So me and me and Josh, which we knew each other but never were like good friends. And then I kind of met him through repping and talking to him. And then one of my buddies just like, dude, you should you should talk to Josh about hunting. Yeah, my grade's like, like, oh yeah, he, he loves to hunt. And so it, it's I mean, hunting, especially if you're chasing big game like like else, a whole different. Um, it's a lot of. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's lot a lot, and you don't get that that many opportunities. So you got to really enjoy the mountains and being out there, which is the best part about it. But uh yeah, so I the hit up Josh and, and I'm like, just like, hey this. dude, you know, I heard you like to hunt. Let's like, let's let's go on a hunting trip. And he's like, Yeah, let's do it. So mm-hmm. he grew up, um, which is kind of funny, he grew up in Big Sky in Bozeman in Montana. So like Don Hansen and Shirley, his mom, obviously ran Hanson's, but they've always had a house in Big Sky. So Josh, before he got into the industry, he went to junior high and high school out there And rode around the same mountains that we hunt now for the last seven years now um with his dad and on horseback and so we we fly out to bozeman go up post up at his house and from from his house in big sky where we end up going where we have a camp set up our camp or a few of the spots we like to hunt are all within like a 10 minute drive yeah so it's like driving from here to the beach parking your car and hiking in five miles so we we've been hunting we first started, me and him went out, I, I had a buddy in Colorado that had a ranch, and so I got the Mattson guys, I'm like, dude, you guys got to buy Josh an elk tag, and, and I'll take him elk hunting, you know, it's a business trip.
3: Yeah.
2: And they bid bit for it, so I'm like, sweet, you know, and I'm like, Josh, hey, we're, my buddy's got some landowner permits, I'm going to, let's drive out there and go hunt for a couple weeks. Yeah. So we did that for two years, never shot an elk, but uh, had fun, and then he's like, hey, we should go to Montana where... I grew up hunting and so we've been going out there for like the last seven years and it's awesome have you, have it's amazing an elk? yeah I shot one this year with my rifle and uh shot a cow last year and then previous um haven't put one down yeah I'm my biggest my, your, your, my your biggest learning. well I've had a few really good learning experiences out there but I missed a really good bull three years ago with my bow mm. which still haunts me a 30 yard shot a shot I'd make 99 times out of 100 and I just Put it right under its belly oh so luckily he didn't wound it but uh me and josh have had some some incredible i mean being in the big mountains being in like the remote the remote big mountains the, the, are L you hiking High. in and camping or oh, yeah. you like day trips no we will we could do both but yeah. we're set up it just depends but our main goals we we have a wall tent that one of his buddies sets up that's like a five mile hike in from the road so we'll hike into that wall tent set up and then from there we'll hunt but we've we've been going there almost every year. That's so cool. And it's grizzly, super grizzly. We've had some good big, grizzly bear experiences. We've had that's not Some incredible big moose experiences, like moose yeah. coming in, like within this close to us, like pretty fun stuff. Yeah, but it's exciting. Are it's, they timid or just curious? Or are they like? Well, they like say the moose of... could be super. It could be a very aggressive animal and and very dangerous. But they they they, see they seem enough. super docile yeah. and stuff but you got to be super careful but they're not really scared of anything so yeah. like well like the elk, and the, been... the elk and the deer are, are pretty timid yeah. and, and super weary and uh but the moose are just like whatever yeah not, you know but if where want, we hunt I don't even is think actually I
0: could sleep a wink all night with the grizzlies out i'd be
2: like I'm freaking, freaking...
0: Yeah. have you uh gone skydiving with them
2: no, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that jumping out of a perfectly running plane is is is, is it's idiocracy. It's, it's, he, I, I give it to him. I I keep thinking I want to do it, but then I'm like, why? Yeah, like, I'd like to try. I that would. Someday. I would Have like. I, I actually would Learn? like to do. What it. jumped out of a plane? No, but um, my daughter turns
0: 18 this year, and that's her wish to, to jump go, out of a plane to go skydiving. So I told her I'd take her on her 18th birthday. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'll we go with you guys. Yeah?
2: Yeah. We should hit yeah. up Josh. That would be unless sick. Unless you have someone out here. But he, he took one of... He took, oh, uh, is, is that what he does for He like... took Brady for his 50th birthday. Really? So I got, yeah. He's got like a... Well, he, he, he literally, I think that's... He does it like, a lot. Like we serve or play golf, yeah. that's like he goes and jumps out, out of a plane like passions. every week. Like he loves it. Yeah. And his brother. His brother likes to do that as well. Okay. I'll have to look
0: into that. That's All awesome. Right. So we always talk about like current events and the and the tour and and we're just big surf nerds and you know we're super excited to watch the pipe finally after a year of nothing Gosh. and then they shut it off again and we play fantasy we <laughs> love watching the tour and the surf and I mean do you follow you follow it I'm, I'm a huge fan yes
2: yeah. I love it yeah I, I mean it's Are you in a, I love uh, it every yeah we do the. Uh, my brother, we'd had the one with a with like Jason, kind a couple of, of friends, like six yeah. of us, and it kind of puttered out. But my brother hooked me up with a, a friend of a friend of his, and there's like thirty of us, and we've been doing it for like five years. And it's put like, in, a, it's like a fifty box, fifty dollar buy in, so. and everybody you, you for, win some money. At the, you win everyone first and second wins something yeah. every event, and, and, and then and, at and the, the end year. of the year there's like a yeah. payout. But it's so much just fun. The, the fun. So trash much fun. talking, trash and then, talking, and just it's yeah. I mean, I would watch it anyways. There's certain events if the waves aren't that good. where. But you're where, watching when the when, when chokes is it. going and the pipe's going. It's like it's hard to – like I'm watching it. I'm yeah. glued to it.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. the
2: surfing these days is just Who's on your positive. team? I almost always take Kelly because I just know he's going to keep winning stuff. Yeah. I always like to have Chloe. Um, Local boy. I've been taking John John, which is – That's a type of tough one because everyone's got them. So it's like trying. The hard part's trying to pick those mid-tier, bottom-tier guys, the dark horses that. Well, Linden doesn't take any Brazilians on his team. Jack, Jack Johnson. He's already not winning. You know what, Jack Johnson. I I was kind of the same Mm. way at first, but they all surf so good, and and there's a couple of them that you just never know when they're just going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at certain spots.
1: It's low and freaking Gabriel, Gabriel
2: and Italo are, are well, the top like, five. Like John, John, like you take those top you five. Have, it's like you, you yeah. I look at the thirty guys that I'm in my pool with. Every single one of them's taking at least four of those five guys. Yeah. So it's like,
0: yeah, your your budget only allows you to take two two of those top, top tier top seven, you know, guys. Yeah, and then after that, it's mid tier, and then your rookie. Or, I was I or, was
2: hoping to make some good uh, which most people probably would have picked him but I was looking forward to seeing Jack Robinson. Oh, yeah. And and, and Sunset And Griffin. Yeah. Griffin's so fun to watch surf. It's
0: so crazy. All the guys were already over there except maybe a couple guys that flew back to Cali and and it's like, man, why couldn't they just run the event? Yeah.
2: At least Sunset. Well, I I mean, it kills me to see, you know, the NSSA and all the amateur events. Not even be able to run. And seeing how much Janice and Gaylene pour into the, you know, for decades. Not just like, I mean, it's been decades that they've been yeah. developing the amateur ranks, which, once again, gives that platform for those younger kids to to
3: yeah.
2: win and, and make that transition to be Coast a pro surfer. And it's yeah. like for them to not have events, but yet you can still go to Walmart Yeah, when there's, when there's a thousand people in there. But we yeah. can't, like, I would think, and my kids play sports like yours, so yeah. we've been, you know, volleyball and softball. But any of the outdoor sports, I feel like they should be able to, play make it to let work the kids okay play. yeah let yeah. the kids play yeah. you know the beach they could have it to where it's like okay every family's got to be 10 feet apart or whatever or yeah. just come down for your heat like they could do stuff to they where it wouldn't a... be nearly as as bad and they could totally fly under the radar and it just it's a bummer that
0: yeah they're running it on the east coast and you don't hear any like major drama like yeah all these kids are and parents got covet outbreaks they're doing it respectfully on the beach
2: yeah. and i think it's, it hurts the youth for sure. for sure, but it also hurts like all the events that go on down at like all the 10, you know, and all the business that Jax and HSS get from you know being in the restaurants the, and everybody. participants yeah. of the events and getting all those people coming and going. Yeah, my like, we,
0: my, my wife's driving my our, our middle son and another teammate oh. to Utah this weekend for a water polo tournament. Wow, yeah, we were like,
2: you're going. On. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, just are uh, you, are you surfing?
1: Um, for San Clemente, for West Coast board riders.
2: No, I haven't done no any of it? that, and if I did, I would probably, I would, I would, be on the, Dana, Point? Dana Point's team. Yeah. Woo.
0: And I, I, that's respectable because a lot of people like. Well, it's, that's really that's really where, your, that's really where, yeah, where I, you, I
2: yeah, where my surfing roots are. Like, yeah. I grew up in San Clemente. I grew up in Dana Point. Who who heads up Dana Point? Um, Kerchak. Um, no, and Eric. Lyman.
0: Oh, Diamond, Diamond, yeah, yeah. Eric Diamond. Diamond. Pat's he, been helping. Yeah, Pat. yeah, yeah. And well, when we and, start and
2: going, on hopefully, uh,
1: hopefully, you get all. Well, I'm gonna there. start practicing.
3: Yeah.
2: Look <laughs> at you all talk.
0: What? <laughs> what? Why don't you do it? I will.
2: Yeah. Right. I, I've done one. Come on, dude. No, those things seem so awesome. Like I yeah. went and watched a couple of them. They've, like I remember going to Australia and Australias so that's they've always been yeah, like that yeah. where they have their their clubs and they do their surf clubs and like every every good surfer comes from one club Some or club, the other yeah for sure yeah. so the fact that it's taken us so long to figure it out is yeah, kind yeah. of hilarious because it's you huh? look what it's done like for Santa Cruz and yeah. the Central Coast and I've been know, uh, Ventura and...
1: I've been telling people on the East Coast about it and uh, you know the dudes from Heritage Kev Mo mm-hmm. and yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: Kevmo's awesome. He's
1: awesome. And I, I kept telling him, dude, you guys gotta start. We're we're killing you know, not killing it, but we're it's it's starting to become a thing here, you know, and it's up and down the, the west coast but, now. You guys gotta get it going. Yeah. And they finally got it going and then if you look at it now, there's uh tons all from New Jersey all the way down to Florida. But yeah. Florida's that's awesome. got a ton yeah. of um of uh
0: Dude, they would they have such great teams.
1: There's so many, like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, lately, like, uh, there's a Space Coast Riders Club. I didn't know it. Jacksonville, St. Augustine. Like, oh, wow. There's, they're starting to get... And, you know, Florida's been open for a while now. Oh, for sure. And um, they've been posting all kinds of workouts and uh, events lately,
0: so yeah. it's pretty bitching. and and Corey's back there full time so they got some and and CJ's back there full time, right?
2: Shay's Shays back there full time.
0: I'm just talking you know, those generations like you got the old reps like us all the old pros that have, you know, are still It's a great concept. still doing it but then the youth the guy, you know, and when we go we see everybody we know Yeah. yeah, and then hang out with families. It's great events. And it supports the community and it gives a the kids where there you know there's no national team anymore yeah. or you know maybe the parents don't have all this money to hire a, a coach and a private instructor where you know our H B you got Brett Simpson, Brandon Gilmet, you know oh, Danny yeah. Nichols, yeah. Jeff Deffenbaugh, me if they don't want to win heats, but you know, like <laughs> um, but you know, and everybody helps out the kids and they want to, you know, help yeah. bring them up and and uh, I mean I think that, to feedback. be honest, I
2: think that's kind of the future of, of... For sure contest for sure until they can get those nsa's back going and, yeah. Yeah. and even when they do that's still like a great thing like you said just that camaraderie and you know our generation helping out the younger generation yeah you know we just need some of those big companies to put some more marketing dollars behind each yeah yeah, yeah. so what what what's who's who's the best surfer right now Dungan?
0: gabriel Nicole,
2: why are you
1: feeding him why don't you just say Kelly? who's the best first surfer
2: Quit giving him well, Jordy. If I had to think about the last two months, Jordan. I would say Peter Mel. Peter Mel. Woo! Yeah, Pete. Peter yeah, Mel, the condor. Honestly, I mean, yeah. All those guys you mentioned are, are incredible, but I think John John's the hands down the best surfer. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. yeah. Did you think, see that? I think, uh, I think Gabriel's a, a close second. Yeah. Italo too.
1: Yeah. Did cool. you see the, uh, was it? Vans Triple Crown Digital whatever awards. I didn't watch it. John John won for men's, and I think Carissa Moore won for oh, women. Yeah. But they showed a clip of John John. I think it's Sunset. Yeah. But he, I mean, Sunset is and it's big Sunset, a good size Sunset, yeah. and the way he surfs it, you're just, you know how you, you like. Yeah. That's a hard wave for. And he's laying on Sunset is a.
2: Super hard wave to surf. Yeah. And to surf it like some of those guys do, like they're riding a six-foot point break. Yeah. That's how like he's the riding Like ra- the rail turns he's doing and the timing is like, the is dude, unbelievable. When you, when you. The have, board placement on the wave. Later on when you
1: have a like, chance yes, to break. check it out. I forget where I watched it, but it was WSL or STAB
2: or. or... I saw some of the highlights. I saw his two. But the way uh, he surfs or... this wave,
1: like a big drop in, big wave, drop in full-on gnarly bottom turn yeah. and then straight up you know, in the hook or you know
0: i'm just like, just timing and speed and flow it and and then, oh it's and a run, trippy like,
2: trippy for me is that they're all riding you know their quiver their hawaiian quivers are like six, i got eight and i below. got three six o's and three six twos and then when it gets really big i'm busting out my six four <laughs> it's like, crazy like literally that's those guys like john john's probably riding a six four and that yeah. At sunset. And he's six yeah. one and yeah, it's like not like when I big... when we were out doing it, it was like I didn't even have a shortboard. It was like I don't, I don't had think like... I paddle out sun, sunset number 7'2". Yeah. two. Yeah. So it was like you had your six six for your, you know, normal everyday stuff, maybe yeah. a shortboard. Yeah. And then it was like seven oh seven six eight two. Yeah. So yeah, sunset, yeah, I don't think I ever paddled out there less than a seven six. <laughs> it's crazy
1: how things have changed yeah. dramatically so much.
2: Yeah. It's pretty
1: wild good though yeah. obviously you look right. at
0: the talent the way they're, they're surfing you're like yeah it's just same volume yep. just different different places Yep. yeah awesome yeah i don't know yeah so recap dude this we is spin- gonna do it all over again yeah we gotta do it yeah. all over so amazing you know long successful like I mean, challenging like pro career, yeah. like m- making the moves, going through the injuries, coming back, and having your most successful years in your mid to late twenties, yeah. to getting that opportunity to become a rep. Right from you know, you know, trying to juggle both. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the transition transition that I I took and most take is like, hey, I can't just flip a switch and go. You know, it's baby steps or or a nice transition, but um, you know. Hoven giving you that opportunity, yep. and then block, and then yeah, you blocks.
2: Know. Block's been huge. Matson's been huge, and Salty Crew obviously has yeah. been huge. And yeah, you know the cool thing is I I love the brands I work with. I For Absolutely sure. love everybody there, and it's been it's been fun. Yeah,
1: well, I, you know, going back to to the recap, it's like here you are. The, the thing that I, I found really you know surprising is how you, you grew up in Saint think of pretty yeah. much and you you know by by what you said you weren't that great of a surfer because you would weren't really into it but moving to santa barbara galita
0: helped that's help where like the fire for sure yeah
1: like that's where you kind of well he was into it serious. you couldn't
0: ride a bike to the beach you had to rely yeah. on, on like <laughs> yeah. getting a ride so that limits well, your, your Just never thought
2: it never thought i'd be doing contests yeah, yeah.
0: And then and then you come back and you make the national still, team. Yeah, make the national team. Had really good success in the early pro ams and yep. you, know, you know. And
1: I, I hate to look, you know, to say, oh what if, you know, like what if you didn't blow out your knees? Yep. You know, what kind of career you could have mm-hmm. had. But who cares? Yep. Like you said, you can't change the future from looking back at the past, right? Yep. But it's it's neat that uh, you know, Galita Back to Saint Clemente, then to Hawaii.
2: Yeah, so I
1: never guessed chasing a girl, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much. Pretty much. And then becoming which friends, was, with, which was which was the amazing... best decision
2: I ever made. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, look at the the, the friends I made. the The surfing I got the yeah. experience over there. It that was, honed your it skills. Was, it was in, that it honed was your skills incredible. even more yeah.
1: and helped prepare you to be the the surfer pro surf the next level
0: of pro surfing in your career. Okay, hold that thought for a second. Your roommates with Hank, you slept on his floor. Did you
2: get a shot of you printed? <laughs> I, I did get a couple yes. of Hank photos. Yeah, Hank. He better. <laughs> not, too, not too many, because he was uh, Archie was always there, and he would get the best photos and off the Hank wall. Hank photo. But yeah, Hank. Hank was an incredible. Nice. He was I heard so he was great. a kneeboarder back in the day. He was a full kneeboarder. Yeah. yeah. He was a kneeboarder at Creek, and he was an asshole. Like, <laughs> like all the guys at, at Creek were. Like all the older guys, which I'm, I'm all friends with now, but it was, yeah. I mean, same thing with Huntington, North yeah. Side, South Side, or Newport. Like there was just a group of guys, the Kershanks and Billies, and you know Hank, and I mean, there was a handful of guys that were good surfers, not great surfers, but they held it down. Yeah. So Casey. you didn't just paddle out there and be like, oh, I'm paddling out, right? So point's going off. I'm gonna, oh, gravel's is good. I'm going to just paddle yeah. out there. Yeah.
1: Casey, would you call those guys salty crews?
2: <laughs> They're pretty freaking salty. <laughs> Thanks about as salty as they get. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, shoot. Yeah.
1: It's
0: been two and a half hours.
2: Thanks, oh, you bro. Shoot.
1: Thank
2: yeah, you, right. guys. Okay, Perhaps now can, now plant can plant you get
0: over doing? to the source shop and do some count and fill? All right, yeah. later.
2: I'm going yeah. to have to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's not
1: forget to thank our sponsors today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pot of Sushi Pot of coming sushi. through. Sushi, thank that you so awesome. much. Tasty, yeah. tasty beverages from Ashland. Yeah. The that heart heart soul,
2: get one of these in San Clemente. Bonsai yeah. Bowl. Yeah.
1: Well, Casey, Knee Brace, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I'll bring
2: sure. you one. I got like 12 of them. Uh, in you? He's got bad news. I got bad news. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Just, dude. This yeah. has been um, an honor and a privilege. It's fun hanging out with you. You're freaking one of the best sales reps out there. Next yeah. to me uh, Next Ian to, Lark. Mark.
0: to you two. <laughs> uh, uh, let's let's dream of life. Instead
1: of working, let's go surfing.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. All right. invite us
1: to your Salty Crew uh sales meeting at surf range. Yeah. yeah. You hear that? we we'll, gotta we'll go
2: sling some arrows. You hear that, pirate?
1: All right. Let's do that. Let's sling some arrows. Yeah. Let's jump out of a plane.
2: Let's do it all. All right. Peace. <laughs> Later. Later, guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show.